Hey folks, Josh here, dropping in real quick at the top. Uh, this episode was my first recording in my new house, so I'm still working out some of the audio quality kinks. Uh, trying out some new filters and stuff, but the audio quality is a little bit worse than normal. Fortunately, it's not terrible or anything, so my apologies, but hope you can still enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Stupid Sequence, the show where we make ranked lists of things that don't matter because arguing with your friends is fun. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm your host, John. Wait, who let you in here? Where's Scott? What'd you do with Scott? Scott's currently busy with his children, so I'll be subbing in for this lovely podcast as uh, you've got a topic that we get to discuss today that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, How do I know that you did not kidnap Scott? You don't know that. I could have paid one of his many children to help me out and get him busy for this afternoon uh, in between all of my time. Uh, You know, we'll just have to wait and see, find out. Maybe maybe next week when you have your next podcast, he'll he'll show up or maybe it'll just be me again. Maybe. Maybe John has killed Scott and taken his place. Uh, Folks, John is a long-term friend of mine. Uh, Not as long as Scott, for sure. Uh, but uh, I have known you for several years now, John, and you've been gracious enough to step in and fill in for Scott while he has uh, been kidnapped. This is true. I'm a very gracious host. You are all very lucky to listen to my, my list and my voice. So uh, anyway, we'll talk about what the show is in case this is somehow your first episode. Uh, we are at episode 25 this week. We're going to start with a quick summary of what the show is. The goal of each episode is to create a ranked list of something, usually media-related. John and I will pick a topic before the show, and we'll each compare to a list of 10. In the first segment, we'll talk about our uh, 10 to 5s, or 10 to 6s, rather, uh, and kind of go over what, you know, uh, why, why, what elements of this uh, did belong on the list, why do we feel like they're meaningful to us, some interesting facts about them, stuff like that. From there, we're going to go into the second segment, talk about our top fives, usually in a little bit more detail. Uh, And then uh, moving on to the third segment, uh, we'll talk a little bit about like honorable mentions and then argue about which items belong on the official top 10. So this week's topic is uh, one that uh, John here has suggested for us in the grand tradition of guests on this show. He has brought his own list with him. Uh, John, you want to tell us what our list is this week? Yeah, so I I had to harken back to think of, because, I mean, everyone debates video games of what's good, of what's good, what, what, what can you play, what did I have fond memories for? I thought of back into a time of my childhood of something that really kids don't get to do much anymore, uh, uh, best video games to rent from our childhood. So realistically, when you showed up to the Blockbuster video, Mammoth video, whatever local store you had Mammoth back video. in what is that? Mammoth video. Uh, so, yeah, I guess because you didn't grow up in Michigan. Mammoth video was a local chain on the east side of okay. Michigan where it was just like a Blockbuster. But as opposed to like a little, you know, shitty box. Uh, it was a cool mammoth that was like emblazoned, like with uh, the tusks and all that stuff through. Okay. So yeah, no, very, very near and dear to my heart. But yeah, no, that 
I thought of that feeling when you go and it's like it's a Friday night, you have the whole weekend and you just see all of the boxes kind of lined up fair, and fair. what game, what game would you want to pick for your weekend? So that that was kind of my inspiration, a little bit more of a different take of what what is somebody's best game realistically, because I feel like with with our histories, there'd be a lot of overlap. But I was like, no, 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 let's let's focus in on a more innocent naive time when box when box art ruled the world and sometimes you just got a stinker yeah that is uh that's definitely true uh so i uh we're talking about you know kind of how are we ranking these uh there's there's kind of in my mind there's kind of two elements here that i ranked my list on and that is one how good is this game as a rental game a game that you're probably not gonna beat unless it's really short or it's something that you can just come back to again and again and have a great time with you know uh the mm, other aspect definitely. is just you know hey, hey is this game good is it really fun because there's definitely games out there that work as a rental game that are just like eh, it's fine you know <laughs> definitely most definitely i have some honorable mentions that we'll talk about later on that like i loved don't get me wrong but uh uh you know maybe looking back on them as like eh, this game may be just okay Fond memories of what 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 is nostalgia and what is actually a good game. Yeah, sometimes difficult to figure out the difference there. Though, the, seeing out of those just rose tinted goggles, man, it the, the 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 reflection. I specifically did not download an emulator or anything just to try to keep the true experience of sure. what did stupid baby six-year-old john want when he had it and uh you you went over a little bit of your rules for kind of re for what you had um i i got no way to sugarcoat it y'all uh i have eight different brothers uh so realistically it is a lot of brothers no sisters of course uh, and realistically I, I had to think about different things uh besides is it just fun um, is the game co-op? Is there a versus mode? Is there, is it fun to watch? I was one of the youngest brothers and you're damn well sure there's no way I'm getting the controller first on a PS1. Um, also more, more, very important. Did it have different save files? Is it just biggest brother is going to be able to get his fan? He's going to be able to start his save of a game. Uh, and then also, is it a story mode that I could maybe beat in a weekend or uh i i even the to to this day with me is do i get my fill of a story of a game and like i have a, a small taste of it and i am satisfied with it and that is a thing that maybe just renting games kind of transferred to me now is i will play a game like people love elden ring i played probably a good 20 30 hours didn't beat it but explored and had a good time and set it down and that's honestly i feel like kind of the mentality that i had for rentals is that i get a nice little taste and then i get to move on as unfortunately sunday night would roll around and you know you have to go to school the next day so but yeah worst. yeah i'm interested to see um so you're you're a little bit younger you're a few years younger than me so i am interested to see um the age age bracket our our games are coming from here yeah i i, I will say there there is the, the tail end because as I, as I said earlier we were growing up in the age of nothing really peaked out for me just because of you know childhood and what have you uh but like in the era of gamefly and all that like we we saw 
I mean, with the exception of somebody, we we we've seen this entire market or service basically die out. With yeah, now absolutely. it's the stuff like Game Pass and what have you that's really been it's, a really big boon to kids. Of like, I just have this and I play stuff off of here. All of my old console console friends all do that, even though some on PC as well. So it's just it's very interesting to think of this small time capsule of like twenty to thirty years that basically this was even a thing. Does Redbox still do rentals? Oh, you know what? I think you're right. I Actually, think they I, might be the only people out there still doing that, and like libraries. I think yeah, well, yeah, no, it. I I think that as well. But I think that um, I I don't know if I see any video games with them anymore. That I think about it, but that's who knows. I'm, I haven't been to a Redbox in so long. Yeah, next time I go to a Meyer, I guess uh, we'll go there and see what see what's up. But yeah, no, um, that that's kind of my thing. Then I guess, uh, did you want me to start off w- with my number 10? Yeah, let's kick it off. We're going to run through our first segment here. We're going to run through our 10 through 6. Uh, so John, why don't you uh, kick us off here with your number 10? Okay, I uh, already am going to probably have some people shut off the uh, podcast at this point, so I do apologize for that. My number 10 is Super Smash Brothers for the N64. Wow, okay, so we have a duplicate here. Okay. Uh, This is my number one. Oh, no, no Uh shot. Okay, Uh okay. Yeah, I mean, re- realistically, I, I guess it is, this is your show. I'm just, I'm just invading of it. For for what do do we just want to wait until we get to your number one to kind of hash no, this can, out? What are you we thinking? Can, we can talk about it here. It's totally fine. Um, we've done. We, this is not the first time this has happened on the show. But a ten uh, to one that know, ratio. Yeah. You know, that, that, I was saying, I don't think that's the first time that we've even had that. Uh, oh, I think it was maybe wow, one okay. other time where we had that happen. But uh, yeah, that, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's let's hit your segment here for for what you think about Smash Bros. And I'll I'll delve into what is probably going to be a much longer. <laughs> a bit yeah. For oh, me. Of, of course, of course. I mean. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you. A fantastic game, and, and I think this is honestly my bias is, uh, and th- this may always be, I was a PS1 kid. First okay. first console that I got that was not a NES from my dad early in the 80s or whatever uh, was a PlayStation 1. We did not get a N64 till much, much later. Uh, of course... I like any, even though I didn't have uh, an N64, had a Game Boy Color, I got the Nintendo Power. I loved the game. I thought it was really great. I think the reason why, and this might be a different dynamic from from me to you, my my brothers didn't like to play it. They they did not like to play it at all. So it was this game was cool for John to load into practice mode with Pikachu, spawn infinite Pokeballs, and see what comes out. Or it was really fun for a, a solo experience, but just due to the environment that I had, it really never evolved past that. I mean, and don't don't get me wrong, I still think it's a phenomenal game. But for games that I would rent, thinking of the dichotomy of me and my entire my brood of brothers, mm-hmm. I it, it just it just never clicked. It was a game where John's taking the N sixty four and he's plugging in one, and he's just kind of doing his own thing. Yeah, I, I I definitely had some solo time with the game for sure, but uh, especially with this original one, but I definitely saw multiplayer as well. Definitely. Uh, so from from my end here, this is without a doubt the single game I rented the most amount of times as a kid. So and and the rest of my games on the rest of the games on my list, I didn't 
you know, one of one of the criteria here is, uh, except for two items on my list, I mm-hmm. didn't own these games until way, way, way later. Like at least Definitely. my late teens. Definitely. But Smash Bros is one that I owned probably, um, like a year after. Um, definitely it came out and i started renting it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so little it's got a little bit more of a unique story behind it for me um which is why it, it rises to my number one here part, part of the reason why respect so, so as a small child the only gaming devices that we owned in the house were a super nintendo okay and the uh and and our family uh windows 95 running gateway pc oh so right I later went on to get my own Nintendo 64 about a year before the GameCube came out. This is like 2000-ish, so it was like a year mm-hmm. after Smash Bros. came out. Okay, yeah. Um, and I got a GameCube like a year after the GameCube came out, so the N64 had a relatively short tenure in my house. However, yeah, I can see that. Back in 1997, uh, my grandma on my dad's side, whose greatest love in life was and kind of still is spoiling her grandkids... Uh, decided that she was going to buy a Nintendo 64 for her house to give me and my siblings and my cousins more stuff to do while we were there. We what spent a, all, what an absolute baller. That is yeah. awesome. We we spent a lot of time at her house uh, back in back Respect. in the 90s. So. No, I, I get it, man. That's awesome. Since uh, So very well-meaning here. However, uh, my grandma does not play video games, not know anything about video <laughs> games, so she purchased two games with it. Uh, uh, NHL 98. Okay. And Madden Football 64. Okay. So okay. we played a lot of that. We played a lot of those games since that was Correct. what was available, but none of us were super into sports. So most of our time spent in these games, were, uh, I, I vividly remember always doing, you never punt in Madden. Um, you Cor- always go no, for the fake foul. punt pass at the, Cor- at the end yeah, of that. Yeah, exactly. You're not and then, that, that bitch made if you do that, if you actually punt like the hell. Uh, none of us understood the rules of hockey. So we spent all of our time just trying to get into fights. <laughs> just, just, yeah, no, it's icing and blue line and all the other type of stuff. Like, I don't know what's happening. I just passed my guy. Yeah, no, the, the age old tradition of playing any hockey game and just trying to continually fight with anyone and everyone. Why do the refs keep stopping the game? This is stupid. I'm just going to punch people. Exactly. <laughs> I understand it's, punching. It's a fighting game with extremely long loading screens. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my 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 grandma, though being a very generous person who loves her grandkids, uh, decided she's going to start letting us pick games to rent from time to time when we went over there. So, okay. most of the Nintendo sixty four rentals on my list, and there are many, are from are games that she rented for me. But the one I kept coming back to more than anything else is one that I saw on the local game video store shelf one day and decided that looks like the coolest thing I have ever seen. And we brought it back to her house and I discovered I was right. Super Smash Bros. is cool as hell. Uh, it's a fantastic rental game. Uh, you know, it did a lot of beating on my siblings and cousins in multiplayer. Uh, I probably, at least for the Nintendo 64 Smash Bros., I did probably spend more solo time also. But it's got the mm-hmm. fun campaign you can go through. Correct. Uh, it's got like the little fun mini games where you got to like break the targets and you got to figure out how to do that on all the different characters and everything. Uh, just generally a fun, just, yeah. just generally a fun time all around. No, and definitely. I mean, I, I think of like, when I'd go to a cousin's house and they had Smash Bros or what have you. I I, I am a I'm a scrub at uh, at Smash Brothers. I'm not going to lie to that. I am a Ganon slash Captain Falcon main, depending on whatever it is. Just Falcon Punch, hold down B and just send it. 
Sure. And, uh, so and makes, Captain Falcon is in this first one. Correct. Yes. So. No, definitely. And that is why I think it's like, yeah, that, that seems good. But I, I think, again, part of my issue was because I only ever beat on bots, realistically, just mm-hmm. that that's needed, I guess, logic of a person not to walk into it is maybe one of the reasons why, you know, it, it didn't sink as well on for me. But no, I definitely can respect it. So uh, one of the things uh, I also thought was cool here was uh, you can debate and people do mm-hmm. over uh, is Smash Bros a fighting game or not? Um, party fighter, platform I, fighter, whatever you I, want to call it. Say, say, I, I, I believe, uh, I believe you and I are in the same mindset on this one, correct? Strictly speaking, it's not really a fighting game. I, yeah, you no. know, but for the purposes of this podcast, it's close enough. Um, so platform uh, brawler, sure. But that's a that's a that's a phrase you, that people use for it. Um, this is my first fighting game adjacent game that had like characters you could unlock in it. And that mm. was an extremely cool concept to me of like, wait, yeah, there's more oh. characters in this game? Who is Ness? I've never heard of him. Yes, what what game is this from? I, uh, so, fun fact, I thought that was just like an insert character that they did for like a Make-A-Wish <laughs> or something. That's I was like, funny. who is this? This name doesn't make any sense. It's named after one of these consoles because I remember when I said Ness, my... My oldest brother was like, oh, well, that's sure, just like, like that's, that's just, yeah, that, that, that's just the NES. I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, but I, like, I get that. I get that they wouldn't put a council in. So maybe that's just the thing. I, I don't know. You know, the, the, the things they, that you believe when you're a dumb kid, man. They've anthropomorphized a council into a child. <laughs> oh, God. What is it, Rob? <laughs> they made Rob <laughs> just slightly earlier. Yeah. Uh, but my um, I give shout outs here to uh, my t- two favorite characters in this specific one, which were Fox and Link. I like playing as them a bunch. Uh, also, shout outs to Sector Z from Star Fox, which is the best stage in the game. Interesting. Um, and uh, another shout out to Saffron, the Saffron City stage from Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Which is the earliest gimme- gimmick stage in the franchise. Oh, po- definitely. Pokemon periodically pop out of the door in the top right and they'll pop it's, out and do a move. It's that Voltor, or it's the Electrode Man that explodes in the top yep, of the yep. Pokemon Center. I, I am interested to see, just to see that, just knowing things of where you play now, that you normally go with uh, a Samus. So it's interesting true, to know true. that your that 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 your character loyalty did not start at one. I would I would have guessed otherwise. Yeah, I actually I have. So the worth noting here, this is the only game on my list that this. Uh, the experience of renting this motivated me to buy every single subsequent entry released to date. I've owned all the other Smash Bros. And I actually have different uh, main mains that I have in each one. Uh, so, like, the first no, one I love. No kidding. Um, pro- probably Fox is my favorite in the first one overall. Uh-huh. Uh, two is Samus, for sure. That's uh, Melee. Brawl was uh, Lucas, actually. I was a big Lucas fan. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, just a real... You're a real jerk with him. We're all <laughs> the most serious Smash Brothers. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, you get into the Smash Bros. for Wii U and everything. Like, Samus was better than she was in Brawl because they really ruined her in Brawl. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I did some of her and some of the smattering of characters a little bit more. And then, then the newest one, Smash Ultimate, is where they kind of brought Samus back to an area where I'm really happy with. So Okay, yeah, I see you, I see you. Hey, uh, as far as that, is Dark Samus ever an option? Because I know, I know that they came in after a certain point. Is that ever a? Is that just a palette swap, like a, or is it more like a Ken and Ryu and their slight alterations? It's, uh, it's so 
Smash Bros has like a bunch of like copy paste characters. Yeah, a- and Echo some Fighters, of them, I believe, well, is the term. Well, there's use, Echo right? Fighters, but then there's like additional level above that where it's like um, Ike and Marth have at the core level uh, the same kind of moveset in the way a Ken and Ryu do. Yeah. With some significant differences. An Echo sure. Fighter is like um, a character that has the same moveset and it's more like stat point differences uh, than okay. like an actual different moveset. So like in Ultimate, you get like Marth from Fire Emblem and Lucina from Fire gotcha. Emblem are basically gotcha. the same character. Okay. But like the tip of Marth's sword does more damage than Lucina's does, but the base of her sword, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. Very, very benign things that generally yeah. don't exist and don't uh, change gameplay too much. Okay, cool. But yeah. Anyway. Smash Bros. You know. for Nintendo 64 from HAL Laboratory, 1999. That is my number one. Uh, John making me start the show with a showstopper over here. <laughs> well, I mean, it just shows how much we uh, how much we talked on it, right? Like, again, no, no matter what happens and whether or not I may or may not like it. And spoiler, I don't like it now. Um I, I I can appreciate the how culturally relevant and kind of much of an icon it is like before Fortnite basically had everything into it. Shout out to Futurama that is now also in Fortnite. Is it? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, no. I missed uh, that. Ba- ba- basically, uh, Smash Bros. was that. Smash Bros. was, yeah, oh, kind of shit, this character thing. is in. So it, I, you, you got to respect the hustle. And, uh, you know, uh, and of course, the uh, biggest in uh, the, the spiritual successor uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Oh, good lord. <laughs> uh, I, I bought that good. game. Hoping oh, it would you, be good. You, you poor soul. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. rip. We, we, right. we know that's not lower on the list. <laughs> no, it sure isn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's your number 10. My number one, Super Smash Bros. Mm. Uh, I guess we'll jump over to my number 10, uh, which is another game that I know is uh, near and dear to your heart. And... If I was just purely ranking this list on how good the game is, this would probably be my number one. But alas, it's not actually a great rental game. Uh, it's Final Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation One. Classic. Developed by SquareSoft in 1997. So, like I said, not the best rental game per se, but it was an important mm-hmm. kind of formative experience for me. So when this game was new, like it came out really late 97 in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. So this is probably sometime in 1998. My dad decided that he was going to rent a PlayStation for, for a weekend, which is not a thing that we, we oh. were not in the renting a console business in our house. Definitely. Rich, that, 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 that's rich kid shit. My dad and a friend of his decided we're going to rent a, a PlayStation 1 and... Final Fantasy VII, because they they apparently saw some commercials for it or something. Were like that looks sick as hell. They were right. Um, yeah. So no. I didn't actually play during this experience. I just watched them play, but it was still absolutely mind blowing experience for me. You know, you get the yeah. they, we never got super far into the game. You know, because um, Final Fantasy VII that's that a long ass game. Yeah. Um, oh no, definitely. definitely. But. Uh, you know, you get the initial train sequence and the reactor mm-hmm. bombing mission, and then uh, we got stuck for a very long time on that first big scorpion boss. Shout, because... shout outs to the mistranslation, yep, baby. Yep. Uh, the Final Fantasy VII, a game fairly notorious for having uh, kind of a bad job, bad localization job from Japanese to English, uh, and the game tells you the opposite thing you need to do in the fight. 
uh, because uh, there's a point in the fight where the scorpion robot will make its will raise its tail. And Barrett tells you in the original in the, in the original Japanese, he's telling you, hey, don't attack when the tail's up. But in English, he says, you should attack when the tail's up. And if you do that, you get you, he counterattacks you with this big laser thing. And that's that you do that multiple times. That's going to kill you because and that hits both party members, both Cloud and Barrett. Yeah. So uh, so that was a big that we got stuck on that for a while. Oh. Um, and, and in 1997, like we didn't have Internet in our house. There's not a ton of resources out there for like, oh, I can't just Google what to do in this video game like you can now, you know. But. Oh, definitely. No, even and even when we found out many years later, game facts, uh, sure. that obviously sure. was a different thing. So that's you're bringing this up. This, this game was in my honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, I mentioned Mammoth Video earlier. I do want to give a shout out to that one middle-aged guy working at a Mammoth Video that after getting our normal games he pulled my brothers and my dad aside and was like hey this game is like really good and everyone's like checking this one out you need to get this one for your kids uh which which is ultimately what caused it to end up being uh just my general interest in final fantasy all things uh tom Barry and cactar and all that other type of good stuff uh and of course like any child the mistranslation absolutely fucked us all up, but yep. yeah, very John classic I, game. John and I both uh, big Final Fantasy marks, so damn right. But yeah, that's my number ten, Final Fantasy seven with PS one. What's your number nine? Uh, so my number nine is Need for Speed Three Hot Pursuit. So okay, sure. m- many times, and again, as I stated earlier, my my main console as a child was was PlayStation One. Uh, there, there were some other contenders realistically that I could throw out that are much more niche. Uh, obviously Mario Kart was not really a thing in my household. So it was like need for speed, Gran Turismo, uh, Ridge racer, but yeah, ultimately need for speed three, hot pursuit. Not only were you racing cars to go fast, but like r- outrunning the police, trying to like run into different cars. Uh, my dad was, uh, still is very big into cars. So it was really cool for me as a young kid to really kind of share the experience of, you know, it's not too often that you get that, that buy-in on for some parents that's like, Oh, this is kind of fun or whatever. And, uh, shout out to my dad. Love him very deeply. Uh, I had the thing when I was younger where I wouldn't turn on the D pad. I, my hands would actually move the controller (laughs) back and forth like a steering wheel. And I I love you, pop. I appreciate you getting me the steering wheel. So that way I could do better and not just run into the wall. So that, that, that that game is uh, a pretty big milestone for my first, uh, adaptive controller and the, and the need for speed game that we got. And ultimately the greatest honor of any rental game, in my opinion, is it made the Christmas list, the file that I made the Christmas list that next, christmas and it was under the tree so there you go. i think it's very good yeah i uh i i have enjoyed some need for speed games in my day for sure my introduction to the series was uh need for speed underground on the gamecube oh, what a classic game. what a game classic. every time you every time you fire it up it's got that little john song that plays uh, yeah dude Oh, but uh, a heavily radio edited version of that song. Oh, of course, <laughs> dude. I, I remember playing that. I was like, when I get my first car, I want to put neon lights under my car, dude. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, you get the under, uh, get the under lights. And, and uh, I, I uh, as uh, I think like a 12 year old when I had that game, uh, this game's like 2002, I think uh, my my fashion choice was 
what if I got the sick tribal tattoo decals all over Hell my car? Hell yeah. That's the coolest thing that could exist. Hell yeah, my guy. Yeah, no, that is. On my Mitsubishi Eclipse. Dude, I, I tell you, Fast and the Furious for it now just being an action movie, it fucked up some kids. And I'm sure I can only imagine the amount of speeding tickets that movie fucking caused. Yeah, most, most likely, for sure. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I ever played the first Hot Pursuit. They've made like four other Need for Speeds titled Hot oh, Pursuit over yeah. and over again, and I've played some of those, and those are good, but I don't think it, I ever it, played the PS1. It, it's so interesting, again, and of course, more, most recently, is Mortal Kombat 1 of how we are now in the in the timeline of they want the nostalgic, also not like a crazy n- amount of numbering uh just for video games where now we're kind of looping back oh yeah uh and it, it's just it's it, it is difficult to keep track because even when i looked up just need for speed hot pursuit like i forgot it was need for speed three like i yeah. had to get clarification on that subject because things are so muddled now it's crazy yeah it's like you got uh like you have the old battlefront games battlefront one battlefront two and then uh. they made the new battlefront games which are titled battlefront and battlefront two and googling things for the old game becomes impossible stop doing this video game companies it's terrible (laughs) i know you're all listening to us so definitely stop and listen to me now uh it's my it's my andy rooney segment for for the podcast here (laughs) video game companies you need to stop naming the games the same name as they were before how am i supposed to google them (laughs) how is grandma supposed to not end up with the wrong the wrong game damn grandma bought me a ps2 game instead of a ps4 game what, what how, how did she know uh shovelware era man yep all right well uh we'll, we'll jump over to my number nine then which is uh a much better example example of an actual rental game than uh my previous entry uh you might be familiar with Star Fox 64 for the nintendo Ooh. 64 uh developed by nintendo 1998 uh so it yeah like i said great example of a rental game pretty short there's multiple paths through the game so you can have different experiences with it each time you play mm-hmm. it's got mm-hmm. a very light story that doesn't require a lot of time investment to understand uh you're just jumping in and you're shooting guys and you're hearing the your little your your animal friends that are the other arwing pilots yelling at you uh you know uh falco being being a jerk you know uh, all, the, classic, all that man. stuff uh so the, the the it's a really neat game. If you haven't played it before. There's 25 total paths through the game. So doing different actions and specific levels will allow you to take a different path. Like in the first level, there's um, a segment where you're flying over water, and there's these kind of like stone arches that come over uh, segments that are uh, pretty low. And if you fly through all those those arches, you take a different you like you like veer off course and go on a different path and fight a different no boss at the end. And so, and then from there, not only that is like you are on the big zoom out map of the solar system or whatever, where you're looking at all the different levels, you're then forked off to a different path and you can get different kinds of endings and a whole bunch of different kinds of bosses and all kinds of stuff. It's a really neat game. No, I, I actually did not know that. I, I have dabbled here and there in Star Fox, but more or less more, a lot of my video game experiences being just the one of the youngest in all of my brothers was more or less of... I have to watch this. I just have to watch this before it, it was, it's so interesting. Now, uh, of course the older generation are like, why are you watching this person play a video game? Just play it yourself. When like a lot of my straw, like a lot of my time that I've enjoyed with video games was watching 
older brothers playing Metal sure. Gear Solid, playing GTA and all that. But yeah, no, it, I, again, j- j- just like your number 10, I, I respect the hell out of it. I know there are times where it kind of goes through a rough patch of things not not really coming out that are of quality, but you know, you, you got to respect, got to respect the OGs. That's for sure. Yeah. The, the, well, my, as child, my thing, I, I, you know, I played this infrequently enough to be in a rental game that um, I didn't really remember all the different ways to do it. And I, so I just kind of had this latent hope as like an eight year old that like, mm-hmm. I hope this is the one that gets me to the level that has the submarine or maybe the tank. <laughs> the, ta- the tank is easier to get because there's a few different levels in the game that have the tank, but I think it's just the one that has the submarine. And I think I found it one time and I like never found it again as a kid. Oh, so tragic. Yeah. So uh, that, that that actually triggers a memory that I kind of had. So primarily, what, what was your video game slash movie rental store of choice that you'd go to? Was it like a mom and pop, a blockbuster? Uh, so we do blockbuster sometimes, uh, like family video. Uh, okay, family sure. video. Okay, I didn't have family video until much later, but I at least from like Mammoth Video and all that. And I think sometimes blockbuster, uh, like I I specifically remember like a a what to do type of thing, like kind of like some sort of guides, basically being or like typed on the back for just like a okay. small strategy guide for like the first thirty minutes. And I think the thing that was always so cool. Uh, it's of course when you had the old manual or whatever, like sure, a game yep. like that. I could imagine like looking into there because I know like there would just be if I was that person, I wanted to help out. Like I would write down different notes in it because you know, I mean, obviously, video game manuals don't really think anymore, but right. they used to be thick back then. So writing that stuff down for the next person is kind of like the cool kind of word of mouth thing that I think is is kind of missed, but is really cool. But you know that that just kind of triggers that memory for me. Talk to this guy, and you can get a thing. He'll give you a exactly, exactly. Gotcha. So yeah, uh, number nine, Star Fox sixty four. What do you got for number eight? Uh, so uh, again, uh, <laughs> a, a, a Mario adjacent. A, a thing that Mario did, but not Mario because PlayStation. Uh, Hot Shots Golf two. Josh, oh, have boy. you ever played <laughs> Hot Shots Golf? I don't think I've ever actually played any Hot Shots golf game. Okay, so uh, the, it, it's very interesting to to think about this game now because I remember when I think it was either PS3 or PS4 era, they did a reboot of this game. I think it was just uh, the PlayStation Store type of thing. I think like $10, $20, absolute trash or whatever. Um, but the, the thing I remember just going through and playing and Honestly, th- this game gave golf so much, uh, gave so much uh, just leeway later on in my life because a lot of my my stepfather plays golf. Uh, my oldest, one of my older brother plays golf as well, and I just go. It's like, oh, golf could be fun outside of golf carts. Spoilers, it's not. <laughs> um, but it's it just like going through and uh, playing like where you win the hole. And I just, the, the same thing, like, as you mentioned earlier, like, when you end Smash Bros, when you beat, like, an opponent or whatever, and you unlock them, and you see the character sure. screen get bigger, it, it just unlocks a certain amount of dopamine in my brain. And I think, again, it was kind of a really cool thing of me, of course, being the youngest, not really being the best at any video game, just due to, you know, cognitive and whatever fine motor reasons of just growing up. Uh, but it was just really cool of just being able to kind of as a family work through, play different against different people, 
Uh, and it was, again, of course, just because it's like you're relearning courses and stuff like that, it would be a a thing that you could pick up for a weekend, play. Of course, uh, space on a memory card. That shit was ruthless. Uh, mm-hmm. That that was always Especially difficult. in a household with that many brothers, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, man. The, the, the moment that I got my own. But funny enough, me as one of the youngest, just due to the way the birthdays and everything kind of rolled out, I was actually the first one to have my own memory card on, oh, on both, both PS1 and PS2. Now, was I hit repeatedly so that way they could use it? Yes. <laughs> but... The, the, the fact remains. But yeah, no, Hot Shots Golf, really fun. They had, like, difference, uh, like, because when I, when I played my oldest brother, Justin, right, he would, and my and Adam, they would whoop the shit out of me. So they had, like, different modifiers on where it's like the ball would basically, and when you would, like, putt, the ball would go in, like, in a zigzag motion or, like, it was flying, it'd go in a zigzag motion. So it was much more difficult to kind of lock down where everything was going. And yeah, no, it was just, a really nice way of just like being so excited to see what's unlocked next. What what kooky character could be? I honestly think that Gex was one of them. That I'm thinking oh, about, but who knows? Who who knows? I Gex was everywhere for PlayStation, and it was oh man, we could do an entire different thing on '90s video game, uh, just characters Black, and ads. Yeah, no, dude, just between that and how overhyped Gex was. But yeah, no, so that, that that is my number eight is Hot Shots Golf 2. Did you know that the Hot Shots Golf franchise is, origi- is the, uh, this is a Japanese game, uh, mm-hmm. again, Japanese studio. Uh, in Japan, that series is named, and they actually have more recently renamed it here as well. Uh, it's not Hot Shots Golf, it's Everybody's Golf. Oh, I hate that. Everybody apostrophe S golf. Interesting. I, and, and like I said, the rebranding was trick because like I don't know they they did the um they did that I think what a year and a half ago at this point uh where they did Mario Golf that that was totally fine but I think like overall like I don't want to say arcadey golf like it's kind of been going by the wayside yeah no I mean between that as well please uh Nintendo also since you're listening give give me Super Mario Baseball I I just get it to me without motion controls. The one on the GameCube is the best. The one that you put on the when the Wii is trash. I don't want to. I don't want to swing that GameCube. Mario just, Superstar Baseball. Yeah, very good. I was going to hit that ball real hard. I, I may or may not have an emulator on my computer where I where I can literally play that right now. May or may not. I never played the full version of that game, but I had a demo disc that had it on it, and we might hear more about that exact demo disc in my honorable okay. mentions. Okay, I'm with you. But yeah, uh, well, we can jump over to my number eight here, uh, which is uh, a uh, we're moving out of that era of the PS1 and 64, moving up a little bit to the GameCube. This is 2002's 007 Nightfire uh, by Eurocom. So this is uh, my favorite of the James Bond games of the GameCube era. Um, You know, GoldenEye is the one that people you know that's that's the james bond game that really you know started it all for sure but on the gamecube is where it was at technically so this is, i never owned this game technically okay. i never rented this game but a friend of mine owned it so i would borrow it or play it when i was at his house so i think it's kind of close enough oh yeah i, yeah. I, I would count that for sure and again yeah. especially in like 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 as as i said earlier this really isn't a thing that 
the the new generation can kind of do but it's like hey i went over to a friend's house and i played it and i mean in the spirit of it like that's i think that's a, a rental yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm with you close enough uh it, may, it may meets the spirit of our requirements here anyway, correct if Definitely. not the letter uh and so it's our podcast it, it's a pretty standard bond james bond shooter of this era but the one feature that made it really a special notable for my friend and i was a specific gun that was in that game it's called the sentinel so there's two rocket launchers in the game, and the Sentinel is the good one because uh, it has fully remote-controlled rockets. Oh, so you that's shoot the fun. rocket, and the camera then moves to the rocket's perspective and allows you to steer it on its flight. So it's, it's kind of tricky. It took some took some practice to master because it went really uh-huh. fast because it's a rocket launcher. Yeah. Um, and so my friend and I would try and do trick shots to see where we could get rockets into areas of the level that were hard to that's get into. Fun. Like, we're going to fly it into a building and around the corner and up the stairs so you could get at people in an area they you wouldn't think that a rocket would come flying out of. Definitely. Uh, so we would, we would uh, one of our favorite things we would do is we would set ourselves up with uh, infinite ammo on the map that is the two castles facing each other across the snowy chasm. Okay. Uh, and then set up so we were on one team and then a full as many uh bot players uh the highest difficulty <laughs> as we could were on the other team and so we spawn in one castle and they spawn the other castle so we would just run and go get the sentinels right away and then mm-hmm. just blow them blow all then they're running across the field at us and we just blow them up with rockets before they could ever get to that us and just kill them over and over again so for 12 year old me that was uh that was the most fun you could oh, have in a first person shooter definitely most definitely w- w- was that created by rare uh no no rare had moved off the series at that point um they uh this one is from eurocom okay okay yeah i don't think rare did any of the gamecube ones oh yeah i mean that would make sense because yeah anytime i think of like the pinnacle of like kooky guns that do stuff i always think of of perfect dark like perfect dark guns also kind of just remind me sure. of just stuff that's just really cool laptop gun the far sight that can shoot through walls and stuff like that and again stuff like that just makes it so much cooler and again like what especially as a child do you no child wants to in my opinion really grind out to get really good and knowing all that stuff you want to play with the the zany kooky yeah. gimmicky shit that's fun that you can just laugh at with your friends absolutely we might be hearing um, more about perfect dark later on my list spoiler alert i'm just already blowing you up man i don't know i'm <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, 007 Nightfire, that's my number eight. Great game, really fun. Um, I think easily the best of that era of James Bond games. But uh, what's your number seven? Yeah, so my number seven, uh, I it, this ended up going to this one because this is the one that got rented and or borrowed from a friend the most. You know, you, you did the blood right ritual to get it. Sure. Um, Mario Party, Mario Party okay. 1. Um, not as i said earlier shitload of brothers mm-hmm. ha- having the capability of having four people play at a time uh of course much better than than, than monopoly still the same amount of blood and crying as uh, with monopoly uh just because yeah going through i remember like a specific memory of just playing on uh, Peach's Cake or whatever that one is for on the right. first one, I believe. And just playing it. I, to this day, I don't believe until the most recent one where I have played Mario Party with my wife, I cannot remember a single time where I won Mario Party just because I was, you know, stupid, dumb baby child and 
Well, I, also, also, Mario Party is a hateful game for hateful people. This is true. And you think, yeah, so, I, I mean, of course, you who knows me knows my anger and my oh, just sure. loud, general loudness. And before, I just used to cry and scratch and try to hit. Now, okay. I want you to think of the game where I lose and not, don't do well. How, how well that must have went for my household. So for the longest time, this game was only a rental due to restrictions via like grounding, what have you. <laughs> but I knew if, and again, the, the thing that I always liked, and I think Mario Party 2 or 3 is when it kind of came in where you could just like pick whichever game that you uh just go you in play, and do a mini yeah game. you could just play any mini game or whatever which i remember one that i like to play which is like you hit the ball and you get a bunch of home runs or whatever but okay. as far as games that i rented the most out of all of them it is 100 percent mario party one just because i remember just playing that so much and there was one game i was good at that i recall because i was a quote-unquote like i like to draw a bunch when i was younger I always won the jackhammer tracing game. Okay. No matter what, for one reason. I remember, like, I would basically feel like such a little badass. This is probably why it's so high on my list. Like, I always had whichever brother asked me, like, oh, hey, I want to win this one. Take the controller for this or whatever. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. I'm part of the, I'm part of the winning. So my so, skills so are good. valued. Exactly. So, and I mean, I, I'm, I know you, of course, as the oldest sibling, it's a little bit more, it, it's not a, a spectrum that you're, uh, a feeling that you're going to feel as much, but the, the approval of your older sibling is, uh, it just got me just through, through, through the roof as far as happiness and all that. that but yeah, sense. no, uh, RIP to everyone's palms, because of yep. course, yep. that's just, that, that, that just is how it is. It was a mini game where you had to rotate the analog stick, and uh, you could very easily uh, rub the flesh right off of your palm to the point where Nintendo at one point issued a glove, uh, a special glove that you were supposed to wear when you played that game. Because that was a uh, that was a three v one game where it was one person was was in a Bowser's power suit, and then the other it was a a tug of war one, right? Yeah, it's tug of war, and you got to rotate the stick to tug harder, and sometimes uh, you destroy your your skin. And yeah. let me tell you what, I had that happen to me. It's not good. It's not a it's, good time. But again, the price of victory, like, sure. oh, you, you, you really earned those 10 coins, I'll tell yep. you. Absolutely. But yeah, no. Uh, Mario Party uh, is, uh, it's for bad people. Uh, <laughs> the game, <laughs> Mario Party is absolute bullshit. Mario Party is, it, it is just, it's crimes, the video game. But, yep. you know, and yep. it, it has a, it has a nice face of having Mario on it. And, but yeah, no, I the the amount of sibling fights I'm sure this this game caused across the country. Imagine being a parent, you work hard all year, you get like a bundle for an N64 for your kids, and then they play Mario Party and you just see the most rage-inducing screams. Like that's yep. that's all I can think about that. But again, still fantastic game, all uh, um all things depending on that, but you know I'll so, rent it. The, the most important question here. Who is your go-to character to play as? Oh, Donkey Kong. I love Donkey okay. Kong Country. It, it was my favorite. When, when he got removed and basically became a Bowser Square later on in life, that's immediately why, uh, that's why I knew I was like, this game's going down, going downhill. Like, I feel like the, 
the smartest man in the earth on the, in the world when I read like on ooh his IGN means something right and me being in like seventh eighth grade what have you it's like well IGN said this is a seven out of ten her 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 this game is going downhill and my brain is just like yeah it's because Donkey Kong is it not knowing that overall like a lot of the games on the Wii are just you know mostly bad because it's hard to make a game on the Wii my uh, my go to was always Yoshi. Yo- Yoshi is good. I don't think I've ever found a person that I liked that liked to play Mario. I think that's kind of the... It's just weird because it's his party. I mean, this is true, which is funny if he's not in it, though, right? Yeah, yeah. He just likes to watch. Oh, no. I don't, I don't like the implied <laughs> for that. I don't like the implied for that. Oh, Alright, we're going to move away from Voyeur Mario, <laughs> then, and we'll move over to my number seven. You said a nicer word than me. <laughs> uh so we're going back a couple generations here for me to the Super Nintendo, the SNES if you will. Um and this is 1993's The Lost Vikings from uh, a company you may have heard of called the Blizzard Entertainment. Never heard of them. Uh so before StarCraft and before Warcraft and all that stuff, uh Blizzard made a bunch of way weirder games than that and this is the one that I like the most out of those. Uh, I played this game a bunch with my dad because uh, it had uh, it had a kind of a co-op thing you could do. So, uh, Eric the Swift, Olaf the Stout, and Baliog the Fierce are Vikings who are abducted by aliens of the Crutonian Empire to be put in a space zoo. Uh, and so you play as the Vikings and go through a series of puzzle-based levels to escape the ship and jump between a whole bunch of different time periods trying to get back home to your own time. So... You control one Viking at a time, and you can swap between all three of them, or if you're playing at two-player, like, each player gets one Viking, and you can swap the third one around. Oh, okay. So, each Viking has his own specialty. Eric can jump. He's the only one who can jump. Uh, he can run faster than the other ones, and he can do, like, a headbutt charge that can break some walls or kill some enemies. Uh, Baleon has a sword and a bow, so he's kind of the guy that you're, you want to, to deal with enemies, because uh, he's got the most actual attacks. And the bow can also trigger like buttons and switches and stuff from a distance. Uh, and then Olaf has a shield that can be used as you know like an actual shield to stop enemy attacks. He can put he can aim the shield up so it's above his head. I'm doing a gesture right now to hold the shield above <laughs> my head, which you can't see because it's an audio show. Um, <laughs> Visual mediums, that's yep, so helpful in a podcast. <laughs> abs- absolutely. Uh, and so uh, yeah, so if it's above his head, uh, he other. Uh, the other two Vikings can uh, walk on or like Eric can jump on it as a platform to get up to like a higher plat, uh, higher other platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he's got it above his head and he walks off a ledge, he can like use it as a glider to like fly. Oh, further. that's fun. So uh, basically you're taking all three of th- those ability sets and then trying to figure out, okay, where's the exit of this level? How do I get all three of the Vikings there? Okay, I need to open the door with a switch over there, which means I need to get uh, Baleog in a horizontal line so he can shoot a bow at that. How do I get him up there? Well, then I have to use Olaf as the platform, and yeah, it's a it's a whole whole set of puzzles. And so it was a fun. I played a lot of puzzle games with my dad as a kid, and we'd kind of figure out, okay, how do you do this? Where where are we going through here? And he, you know, certainly when I was younger, it was a lot of him going, me going like, you should do this. And that didn't, I was not, you know, <laughs> true, idiot, truly, idiot kid. truly the portal before portal. <laughs> yeah. I need to get this. I need to get my friend here. All right, let's do this thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so spoiler, I never actually played this one just being basically a PlayStation and a Game Boy Color guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, again, 
I thought this was OC, like an original character in Heroes of the Storm. I was like, oh, cool, man. This is like a cool three-person thing. But no, it turns out it's its own thing. Uh, there's a sequel to this game, too, also on the Super Nintendo. Uh, that is not nearly as good. Oh, bummer. Uh, but that first one, it's a great game. Worth going back to, I think. Um, yeah, and and if, you, if you want more in that style, uh, there's a game series called Trine that is similar in concept where you got three different characters who have different abilities. There's like a thief with a bow and a grapple hook. There's a wizard who can do magic uh, stuff. Oh, yeah, and there's a, yeah. There's a knight who can fight and he's got the shield. Like, gotcha. Like Olaf does in this one. But um, those ones, rather when you swap. So in Lost Vikings, when you swap between characters, that previous character stays where he is. So you got to like oh. work to get all those characters. Whereas in Trine, you hit the swap button, you just turn into that other character. Ah, so that kind of el- puzzly element of it is removed. So I think it, Lost it, Vikings it, overall better, but Trine's fun. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it kind of gives the rock, paper, scissors act aspect, but you just have to, you know, get the rock to what they're, to where the uh, scissors can get to. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, because you obviously are much more of a, you have a much better pulse on everything's video game and stuff like that. I want to think, and of course, Blizzard has had the very unique and illustrious track record over this past couple years. Did they do like a remaster of like the Lost Vikings? And I want to say like Blackthorn and stuff like like. Did they do like a combo pack for that, or am I just hallucinating and need to seek help? Yeah, they um, they put out a remaster. It's that, and it's Lost Vikings. It's Blackthorn and um, Rock and Roll Racing. All okay. got remastered. Uh, which okay. kinda, those are kind of the big three old Blizzard games that you would care about. They're not the only ones, but those are the ones that matter. Yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense. Yeah, because I was just thinking at this point, I was like, I could have sworn. It's like, I feel like when I was logging into World of Warcraft, I know I played during like Battle for Azeroth. You can laugh at me. I have no self-respect uh, or playing during her. So during one of that time, I remember I feel like seeing that like, oh, you could play this and you probably get something in game to try to help you get that type of stuff. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it seems really cool. Obviously, you know me much better and I'm not very much the puzzly person. So yeah, I don't know I, that this is a John game, but I like yeah. it a bunch. Yeah, there, 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 there's nothing between our friendship where I feel like it's it's something as well as I have you basically just be my bouncer for the media that I get. Is this a John game? Is this a John movie? <laughs> like, you're my fucking handler, but it works. It's, it's, again, surprisingly high hit rate as far as everything. I like to think about what other people would like. Yeah, which but, is appreciated. You know. Good friend. Yeah, no. Well, that's that's number seven for me, Lost Vikings. What do you got for your number six? All right. So this one, I believe, looking at my list here, is by far my most recent one. And this is kind of towing the line of what, uh, you know, okay. technically is considered a rental. Gears of War 1. Gears okay. of War 1, I picked... Uh, because in a matter of ways, I did something that was always more difficult than renting a video game. I did not have a, an Xbox 360. So my, my best friend, PJ, we would split screen, which, of course, obviously split screen is not much of a thing as now. But he, big like power gamer, always wants to play ranked online all sorts of time. You know, the antithesis of me, basically. Um he would always want to play online. So as someone who didn't have a full Xbox account, anything like that, or gold, 
I would basically every weekend that I'd go play with him, I would have to make a new email and make a, oh, no. a new Xbox account just to basically get the 48 hour pass. Like any basically <laughs> 48 hour thing that he had those old inserts or whatever, I would have to go through. I would borrow this from other. I would I would ask people for their stuff just to try to to keep that in line, just because. I wanted to play the game and, you know, the, the the campaign, I mean, you can't say enough about like fighting General Ram on the train and all that. And I mean, I, I originally broke from my previous generation for being a regular Xbox and uh, PS2 where I hopped over to uh, the Wii, which holy shit, Twilight Princess, but that's that, that's at the top of all this. But I was like, when I saw Gears, I was like, I, I have to play gears it's a good gears game is, gears is fantastic and just like oh the overall thing of like just having the executions and how cool it looked and you know it was around that time of you know trying to be an edgy teen of like even halo wasn't cutting it for me like i was shitty at halo too so it's like well maybe this new game where there's not really a reticle and you can run around and roadie run with a shotgun and all this other type of stuff it's just like New, numerous weekends i remember just going over to his house or just like doing land parties or anything like that just having sleepovers just to play this game and i can always kind of tell it's a good litmus test when like after i got a 360 and i got these games my my brothers who originally scoffed at a 360 of like oh why would you get that we have a we, we're a playstation family yada 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 yeah. uh the console it's wars. like yeah, I, which is funny as far as everything. Now they are all on Xbox now. After oh, really? because, because wow. of me, yes. No, I I converted every single one of them. And now what's funny is I'm shouting from the rooftops of like, don't get the new Xbox, please. Just get a PS5. I think I'm gonna get a PS5 and all this other type of stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Gear, Gears of War, man. Like as far as uh, uh, just a game that just to boot up with some friends during like the, those middle school uh like early high school years just really fun and always a good time and just just like any shooter uh just around xbox here just so dependable just for a good time uh the best thing about playing gears of war is uh anytime you screw up the active reload um as uh, marcus uh mm-hmm. you get to hear uh john dimaggio the voice actor shout oh come on and, yes. No. Uh, when I played through, so I, I I never had a 360. I played one because it was they put put that one out on PC, um, and they didn't put two or three out on PC, so I never played those. Uh, but then four and five eventually years later came to PC. So when I played four and cop with a friend of mine, and just the whole time we were just shouting, "Oh come on!" at each other anytime Marcus was on screen. That's good. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, no, that 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 voice that uh, that cast they have our voice actors really good. Uh, uh, still, still to this day, when I talk to the same friend mentioned earlier, uh, PJ, uh, that Coltrane runs on whole grain. I know, obviously, right. we are on we are on different sides of the fence for Augustus Cole, uh, <laughs> but boy, I just just very very memorable, a, a good time, and it actually thought made Cliffy B think he had talent. So you have to give credit for that. That's true. That's true. Oh, you're not a Jazz Jackrabbit fan? <laughs> I, I am I am not. I am I'm, not. I'm not either. Good pick. Gears of War. Good game. I enjoy it. 
All right. Well, we're going to finish off this segment then with my number six, which uh, I alluded to earlier. Uh, John, continuing blowing up my spot. Uh, we're going to talk about Perfect Dark for the Nintendo 64, uh, developed by Rare in 2000. So, people always swear by Goldeneye as the N64 shooter of choice, uh, but Perfect Dark is the better game in my opinion. Because it builds on the concepts from Goldeneye, but in a more sci-fi settings, and it, most importantly, way crazier guns. The the, the yep. guns in Goldeneye, boring. Who cares about a clob when you could be using a, a laptop gun, like you said? So yeah, the the single player campaign is fun. It's a good campaign, but the the local multiplayer is the real draw here. Oh uh, yeah, played a bunch of this with friends, uh, and the big compelling difference here is the uh, the alt fire on all the guns so if you're not a first person shooter person every gun in that game as you pull you push one button and it shoots the gun but it's got a different gun and it does a different a different button will will do a different kind of attack coming out of every weapon in the game uh and that just makes a opportunity for a lot crazier guns and a lot crazier mm-hmm. matchups and stuff like that and and just uh a lot more goofy stuff you can get up to because i had some funny ideas here so um, I, I think from the research I did earlier, this is maybe the first con. So it's not the first game to have alternate fire on its guns, but it might be the first console game to have it. Because there's a number, ah. a few years of PC games that were doing this, like Shadow Warrior and stuff, um, Hexen, um, that happened before this. But um, it it may be the first console one from what I can find. So. For me, most memorable three guns here. You have the laptop gun, which is norm- mm-hmm. the normal fire, pretty standard assault rifle. You the secondary fire. You throw the gun out on the ground, and it transforms into a laptop. That is, or, uh, it's a, basically a sentry gun that's disguised as a laptop. So someone, an enemy walks into so a room, cool. and it just <laughs> shoots them. So and cool. It's oh. very cool. Uh, there's the Phoenix, which is like this kind of bright blue metallic uh, handgun that has exploding bullets. That's very fun. Okay, uh, I don't remember then, that one. And then the Farsight XR20, which yes. is uh, the most bullshit gun in that game in the multiplayer, because yep. uh, it's an energy sniper rifle kind of thing that not only allows you to see through walls, but also to shoot the enemies through the walls. The saving yes. grace there is that the seeing through walls vision is incredibly disorienting and hard to use, but if you got good at it, and you got good at finding where your enemies, where the other people playing are, you can set up in a hard-to-reach spot with that gun, mm-hmm. and then make everyone else have a terrible time because you're just shooting them through the walls as soon as they spawn. Yeah, the, like, faux-infrared vision type of thing that they did. Yep. And, of course, you know, it's it's an N64 C-stick aiming, so that's also yep. kind of helps as far as everything. But, yeah, no, as, uh... The C-button wanna... aiming. <laughs> yeah, no, it is it is something else as far as that. Uh cuz I remember what I think as a child I always just like is there was a weapon called like a super dragon or some shit like yeah. that I want to say. Whereas like I thought that was the best name ever. Also, if the 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 campaign so for the mines. game the the suit the dragon gun that shoots like proximity mines, right? Yeah. I, oh, I think I think the super one you you shoot mines. I think the regular one you just throw it and that becomes a mine, I oh, think. Oh, that's that's great. Uh, but yeah, that. no, the game game is fantastic. Between that, the the campaign, uh, I want to say the the a- spoilers for how old of a game, but what there's an alien by the name of Elvis. I want to yep, say that you kind of team right. up in the yep. end. There's kind of some X Filesy stuff in Perfect yeah. Dark. Joanna no, Dark is the main character. Oh, imagine a Perfect Dark Zero was good. 
<laughs> yeah, they put out that game later. They're making a new Perfect Dark, by the way. They announced that some really? years back, and that's they have shown absolutely nothing of it. They just know I'm that not, it I'm exists. I'm not surprised. So, um, I am. If that surprised. was good, it would be cool. My faith is pretty low because Perfect Dark Zero was terrible. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think my brother Matt bought that game for two dollars because it's, that was a that was not, a launch game. It's not Xbox worth two dollars. It's that bad. Yeah, we had we had a time with it, and in the year of oh god, when the, I remember the Xbox 360 came out and people cared about gamer score and shit like oh, yeah. that. Like that is so, so. I have a, a briefly before I move on here. Um, uh, on Perfect Dark. So Perfect Dark Zero. Mm-hmm. is a game that has one of the worst achievements ever in it that is um for getting in the online multiplayer getting a certain amount of team kills oh no so everyone's every single match is people going around just trying to farm out the 100 kills or something you would need to get that achievement cuz people oh. are trying to get this new achievement thing and so it's just you just have tons of people all over the online multiplayer, just killing their own team and ruining the game. It's oh my just, god! Just I a did miserable not know experience. that. Yeah, what a choice! That is a fucking they didn't. Choice. They didn't know. They they invented achievements as a thing with the 360, and they didn't know how to do good achievements. Yeah, no, that that's like get a thousand kills with every gun. No, no one wants to do that. Yeah, no, in multiplayer, I mean, you know? I, I, especially with the sickness that you have of hundred percent in games. Good lord, I can only imagine. Yeah, that's that's no one wants to do that. But yeah, that's a uh, perfect dark zero. Notably, not on my list. Perfect dark, <laughs> the first perfect game. dark one, or perfect dark just that. Very yep. good game. Very good game. Big thumbs up. Good choice. Well, uh, that's our 10 to 6. Uh, sixes. We're going to go take a quick break and we're going to come back and go through our 5 to 1. So stick around, folks. Welcome back, folks. I got to figure out how to do Scott's bit of the, the thing here where he tells you what to do in, when we come back from break. Uh, so like and subscribe here. Yeah. Like, uh, like subscribe, hit me uh, up on socials. Three Scott's uh, notes here. You're, uh, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I know I am. Uh, ha, 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 ha. uh, uh yeah. Can we get but, like more of a Titus laugh? Ha, 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 ha. Uh, 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 <laughs> that's, that's good audio media. <laughs> <laughs> Do some compression there. Uh, yeah. but yeah, anyway, so if you, if you have, uh, show ideas for us or comments or you disagree with something we said or whatever, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter or X, apparently, as it's being X. renamed to. What is happening over there? I know we've commented on the Twitter stuff in the podcast before, but man, this is another, another Just twist here. Big, you know, Elon Musk, big DMX fan, as we all are. Oh, yeah. He's going to give it to you. Uh, or, or, or exhibit, maybe? I don't know. RIP. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can reach us on Twitter at Stupid Sequence, or you can email us at stupidsequence at gmail.com. Maybe a better way to get in touch with us at this point. So, we like getting the fan mail. It's fun. And we might use some of your ideas. Maybe we won't. I won't make any promises, but hey. Um, also, if so, you want to complain about me, I won't hear about it, or I don't care. But yeah, please send it in. That's fair. We like hearing. We've gotten good feedback on other guests. Well, I, I hope so. Otherwise, if it's people I know and I can yell at them, I will yell at them. Yeah, we'll uh, I'll, I'll we'll make we'll make more people we know listen to this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have an entire raid team. I'm going to say, hey, watch this, or else. Yeah, we I, I've, I've given them a shout out on the show before. So, 
some episodes ago when 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 Chris sent us in some fan mail. So oh hell yeah, know. shout but out yeah. to Chris, great so parsing tank. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You'll uh, love that. Anyway, uh, let's jump into the top fives here, John, with your number five. Okay, this is my most niche pick. Okay, uh, the, by by far and away. Josh, I'll, I'll throw it to you before I do that. Do you know the game Robo Pit? I am familiar with Robo Pit. You are familiar. Bit. I don't okay. think I've played it, but I know okay. of Robo Pit. Okay, so this is the thing I mentioned earlier when we were kind of ripping before we started. Uh, again, this is Robo Pit for the PlayStation One, ninety five, ninety six ish, made by the small company Coco Pelli. Uh, I I played on the PS1, not the Saturn, because my parents loved me. So I'm sorry if you didn't have a PS1. And well, and, and you didn't live in Europe. This is true. Well, yeah, you know, I, well, also if your parents didn't love you if you lived in Europe. Sorry, <laughs> Europe. Um, but yeah, no, uh, th- this game, it, it's so apropos that we had the discussion earlier on cust- on not custom robo, not custom robo. Custom robo was also a good game. Custom robo was great on armored core. When yeah. a lot, a lot of the things that you said earlier in in our Discord that we were talking about, of like you can have treads, you can have no legs, you can have Robo Pit is amazing to me because one thing, the, the most important thing, the, the 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 story, there is no story. You basically make a robot. It's one v one. And yeah, it's like some battle have, bots type stuff. Yeah, right? you just have an entire ladder of basically you can go up. I want to say like you can fight, challenge anyone on the ladder that's like 30 or so. But the thing that was always tricky is that everyone on the memory card, everyone shares a ladder. So if my brothers could knock my character down. Oh, no. And also when you make a different thing, there's different special moves. Like you could have two different bouncy feet, uh, three legged car. Uh, our actual race car, two different types of treads, uh, and regular feet, and all that. So, but yeah, your character always had it, and there was a fun one v one of. I mean, obviously not not to the level of my excitement of seeing Armored Core. I see a lot of that as well because it's like okay. you you pick two different arms where it's like you have a cannon on your arm, you have a different size fist, like shield level one, two, and three, and four. Oh, you also could have like a flying propeller thing on the bottom for legs, but that doesn't matter as much because you were a nerd if you picked those and it was too floaty. It was more <laughs> of a cheese zoner strat. You're you're a Dalson player if you fucking the, played those. The, the odd job of Robo yeah. yeah, no, definitely. And like, just being able to make your own robots and name them uh and just kind of climb the ladder and like because like the thing is the more that your robot used abilities they would get better at that uh that they would get better at that so um you kind of have that carryover so it's like i think this by far and away i think i must have rented this game probably eight to nine times growing up until times finally after years of it not even on my list and i haven't played in a long time my dad came in and found it at a pawn shop apparently oh, wow. and bought it for me for christmas but just just going through the ladder and i and to this day i think my ladder anxiety kind of stems from this for any fighting game of like <laughs> oh that because because when you play robo pit you you basically put pay play for uh for pinks if you oh. lose, you the, your opponent gets to take whatever arm he wants. Oh no! And that's just gone. 
and like your and your thing that uh like lowers or whatever but like that's not like that big of a deal because like overall like when i played it i think probably later in high school like i crushed it no problem or whatever but like it was just very interesting going through and just playing that seeing how because i i got into the game way more than my brothers because i'm the one who rented it and just the different the different things of just making your robot and then of course just like me more getting into sci-fi metabots surprisingly metabots i don't know if you know metabots came out after this game which kind of blows my mind for my okay. for my slight research um but yeah no just a game to kind of pick up and play it had it had verses it had different stages Mu- music was was okay for a playstation one game um but yeah it just it, th- this game started off with just Oh, taking turns of like, oh, hey, we want to get this game. I wanted to get something else. My brother actually tricked me into getting this game. Like, oh, this game looks really cool. Because the thing is, you look up this game's box art. It's, it's like, not a great box art. I But it tricks me. It tricks you because it looks like it's like a sword. Like I saw a sword in the guy with this. I was like, I'll give this a shot. Lo, lo and behold, it got me head over heels. I was absolutely in love with it. Still am. Uh, th- th- this was the number one game on my list that was like, I should download an emulator and play this game just because I miss it so much. But in the spirit of wanting to just play purely on nostalgia and not ruin that rose-tinted like goggle aspect or whatever, I was like, no, I'm just going to wait and see it is. But no, uh, definitely my, my, my most niche game, but just a really good pickup and play for me that I always enjoyed. So I'm looking at um uh, at the Wikipedia page for RoboPit. I wanted to I wanted to see some stuff on it. Here. Yeah. And uh, let me read you the sentence. There there are various types of weapons, which include yep. axe. Yeah. Oh no. Yep. Lips. Yes. Okay. Sword, missile, gonna... and claws. What are lips I, okay. as a weapon? Okay. Lips is the most busted shit in this game. Okay. So there is uh, lips is one of the boss characters. It is. A pink balloon on one leg, and it has, um, I'm honestly tempted just to fucking play so I can show you a photo of it, but it's basically just an orb with two lips on it that basically, it's like Dalsum where it extends, but the thing is, imagine if Dalsum's punch grabbed you and sucked you in, but the thing is, if you were a person that did that, you could mash that over and your character wasn't a hit stun, so you just continually keep getting hit until you died. Oh, so it's infinite combo. Infinite combo with one button infinite combo. I'm not going to lie to you, the people that are watching. The game is bad. It is like, it, <laughs> overall, it was like, I think like maybe like six out of 10, seven out of 10, like five out of 10. It's like, it, 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 is it a good game? No, but it's a game that I really like kind of sunk my teeth into and like my, it just number go up. I got more an armory for this stuff. Of course, my Gundam influence of just seeing wing and like, obviously they're not, don't look nearly as cool as that, but yeah, no, there was also one, I want to say his name was boomer, which is honestly kind of funny in the, uh, in the grand scheme of things where he had, um, he had, uh, he was a pain in the ass to fight, uh, but he had boomerangs that he would send out. Okay. But the thing is, and I use this to cheese, honestly, to get up a ladder a whole bunch, is that if you got hit with a boomerang, the hit stun would be enough where you would fly in the air, and then if you sent the other one at you, because it would send you back a little bit too, you could just knock people off and ring out them like with one to two hits just because the fucking carry was so crazy on it. It was... The, the, the boss characters in that game are absolutely bullshit. But, you know, it's... It, 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 I looked up Coco Pelli 
Uh, they were like a THQ subsidiary or something like that. They made like four games before they like went defunct or got absorbed by something else. It was not a big team, but it's, I felt like there was a lot of love in it. And I really, I really appreciate the amount of times that I played for it. Again, more, definitely just this is a more John playing by himself, but I never felt by myself with how much fun I was having. Gotcha. I, uh, I have liked games of this ilk before, mm-hmm. but I never played that one. All right, well, uh, we'll move over to my number five next here. And, John, I know this is a game that is near and dear to your heart. Okay. If I remember correctly. Uh, So I swear, somehow, this movie has become the most referenced piece of media on our podcast for some reason. Uh, But uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace is rearing its head again. (laughs) Um, And I'm talking about Star Wars Episode One: Racer for the Nintendo 64. Yes! Yeah, this is gonna be on my list. This this is in my special mention or honorable mentions. I oh, I love this game, dude. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this is uh developed by LucasArts from 1999. So uh yeah, so Phantom Menace is rearing its head again in the form of a shockingly good racing game. It's uh, crazy how good it is. It it so it's taking a uh generally reviled scene from the movie you know, the pod racing sequence which is very long and you got the anakin now this is pod racing all that stuff yep. uh and then it turns it into a fun arcade racer uh so this game actually holds the guinness world record for best-selling sci-fi racing game which is you know kind, no of, a specific, kind of a specific really? record but like yeah. hey there's other big sci-fi racers yeah. out there wipe out maybe another game we're gonna hear on my list uh, a little bit here but hey Spoiler. uh this uh this was really fun pod racing as it turns out it's a fun time yeah, uh, there's a pretty good amount of tracks in the game. There's 24 different uh, tracks on a variety of different Star Wars planets. There's a lot of variety, a lot of different, um, you know, different looking, different feeling race tracks and stuff like that. There's a speaking of character unlocks, there's tons of different characters. Oh, to unlock definitely. With different pod racers. You get to earn money for winning races and then buy parts to upgrade your pod racer. Uh, and they even got Jake Lloyd to show up to voice Anakin in this game. Uh, no kidding. One no of the kidding. only things he did as Anakin outside of that movie. Uh, and very, very importantly, if you got first place on every race in the game, you got to unlock Sebulba as a playable oh, character, who is yeah. the Doug alien character from uh, the movie that is Anakin's kind of rival, the bad guy of the pod racer scene. Yep. And He's he the has the cool. Boy. He has the coolest looking pod racer. It's got like the big Dude. old engine, orange and black engines on the front and everything. Yeah, but, but between that, he also had like the fire that shot out the side too. That like yep. he used to like as a weapon and all that. What 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 was your? Do you remember your main quote unquote, Josh, for that game? Uh, I don't have. Let me pull up the list of guys because I do not remember the list of uh, uh, the the names of all of these characters yeah, because oh, they no. do not appear anywhere else in Star Wars. You're, really, you you are fine. I, uh, I was because I remember mine because I thought about this because when I on my list, so there was uh, a like a bug man. I liked the bug man. The bug man. Uh, I was a big Gascano guy. Okay, uh, just because. Do you, <laughs> I'll give you a guess, Josh. Why do you think I like Gascano more than anyone else in the game? Uh, he got weird go- goggles. He does have weird goggles, but also I am fairly positive. Besides. Anakin and Sebulba, he was the th- other third pod racer that had a Lego set. 
so okay. that that is what I was there like. I want to like this guy. I think he was also a starting character too when I was trash yes. at it. Based um, on the list I'm looking at right now. Yeah. So I was like, um, he, he he's my guy. He's he's hella cool. I like him a whole bunch. His his actual pod it leaves something to be desired. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it's always a real interesting thing and an interesting take of renting a, uh, an N64 game, especially multiple times, right? And if there's multiple copies, if you trying to get the same copy, like a following weekend or something like that, because I don't know about you, if I've, uh, no matter what happened, that game went back on Sunday. You're not keeping it through the week during that. That costs money. Yeah, that co- that costs money, uh, and I didn't have any. So it was like yeah. I'm always trying to make sure you get the same box and make sure you get the same one. Because no, the the N64, great. You don't need a memory card, but for renting N64 games, and you get sometimes you get somebody's gold of like some a really good save of like something that has un- a, a bunch of stuff unlocked. Other times your progress is wiped, and a guy wrote the name Butt, and that's the file name yep, now. That's, that's what you got to do. Uh, I found my character of choice here, uh, okay. purely based on uh, going to the Wikipedia page for... Oh, yeah, I'm on that, uh, too, for Gascano right now, man. For, for Star Wars Episode One Racer. Uh, my guy was definitely Ben Quadineros. Oh, I think I remember He's kind him. of a weird bug guy with a giant, giant head. Oh, I uh, remember my, 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 my brother Justin was a Dud Bolt guy, and I think right. a Mars Guano. That's a good, Dud, Dud Bolt's a good name. I'm just going to read you, uh, uh, as as Wikipedia pages often are, the uh, front sentence of this uh, page is a front, is a front sentence. So, uh, because, thing to know about Wikipedia here, because Star Wars says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, all Wikipedia, all Wikipedia pages are written in the past tense. So huh. just, just to know that going forward here. Uh, ben Quadineros was a male Tung from the planet of Tund and operated as a pod racer pilot during the last decades of the Galactic Republic. Man, Star Wars is stupid. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, and I it, love it. It, it. it is really good. And of course, Sebulba. Uh, you know, maybe some racial undertones that aren't great uh, as far as everything. Listen. But boy, te- checking his fucking junkyard for new stuff to potentially put in your pod oh, you mean racer. Watto? Oh yeah, Watto. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Watto sorry. I apologize. He's uh oh, I'm failing to think of his species name now. Toydarian. He's a Toydarian. Not yeah. at all designed to be modeled after any particular real life race. Thanks, George Lucas. Yeah, maybe, no. Maybe a few Watto. of those in. I, 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 I'm, gonna, I'm gonna think of that miss that miss saying during this. I'm gonna have a cold sweat running down my back during during tonight <laughs> after thinking. I can't. I can't do it, man. You, you've yeah. disrespected Watto. He's coming I for kill you. It. Exactly. All right. Well, that's Star Wars Episode One Racer. That's my number five. What's your number four? Okay. So you mentioned earlier your for your your first like fighting game or whatever that you played, like fighting game adjacent thing that you played, which which was Smash Brothers. Um this is not the first fighting game that I played, mind you, or have, but this was like the well, first well, one that I Sorry to interrupt. To be clear, it wasn't my first fighting game ever. Okay. It was my first one with unlockable characters in it. Okay. Well, I, I apologize. Listen, r- I played r- r- I played Beast redacted. of Mortal Kombat in the arcade. R- redacted then. Uh, the best one that I, that I had that I think was the best rental game, because I, I was very fortunate. We got our PlayStation one late. Uh, my grandpa, uh, RIP, 
he he did the thing kind of like what your grandma did of getting you a cosplay. He bought us a PlayStation 2 on launch and just oh, gave wow. it to us. Nice. Uh so yeah, um and 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 that the, while while we were still getting our uh while we were still building up our collection because our our first game was SSX, I thought it was a sex thing because I was a child. <laughs> uh, I was like, why does mom let us get this game? Um uh, It's a great game. Uh yeah no I love I love uh, SSX is a great game. Uh Tekken Tag Tournament one. Okay. Um, I was wondering which Tekken game would make its way onto your list. I so I, I started with two. Two is good. Three is fantastic. I, I, I'll break it. I want to I want to review the reasons of my actual top ten list. So Tekken Tag Tournament one, notably versus having uh one-on-one it's 2v2 so already that is double the amount of brothers that can play at one time there you go um on top of that so there was the fun trade-out thing the amount of times that me and my young my my only younger brother ben uh beat all of it and like unlocked everyone uh fantastic of course the biggest roster because it included everyone through the entire roster at that point i don't know if tech and tag tournament 2 that they did a, a while back included everyone but i know that the, 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 that that's a thing of uh tech and having a lot of stuff um so that that was really good to have more of us in there i mean who you and I both know the greatness that is Tekken just ending scenes. And oh, especially, yeah. I was going to ask you, what's the best one in, in Tag Tournament 2? Uh, the one that I probably... Because the thing is, is that because Tekken Tag Tournament 1 is like canon, not canon, like things kind of got a little bit silly. Sure. I, I think always, I think it's always Kuma. Kuma is just... Kuma has very good too, endings. Too, if you're not familiar with, um, with uh, Tekken, uh, Kuma is a bear. He he is a bear because uh, I believe this is still Kuma one uh, at this point. I want to say or maybe it's two, uh, but basically he's a Who bear that's taught that that's taught Mishima style karate, which is of one of the bad guys. Well, I guess bad guys depending on perspective. I'm a Kazuya fan, so he's uh, Hihachi's a bad guy. Um, and it literally he trains in karate to beat one of the original. One of the original like Duro uh, protagonists of Paul, and like that was literally a thing. It, it, it makes uh, eventually he gets a costume where he wears shoes. His Kuma's Tekken endings is just if you want a good five minutes just to look at that and laugh because it, it is great. Yeah. Um, one, uh, one, uh, one. At one point, um, Kuma becomes the CEO of the Mishima Zaibatsu Corporation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Kuma Kuma's had been around. Yeah, no, he 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 makes moves. Um, and and of course, as far as everything, uh, play, PlayStation has the thing of like, oh well, John, uh, the PlayStation only has two things. How could four brothers play at one time? It's like, well, multi tap, multi tap. We eventually got the multi tap after everything, and it worked out rather well. But still, the the main thing, it does not matter if it was my aunt, my uncle, my mom, my dad, stepmom, stepdad. When you put on Tekken Bowl, that mm-hmm. was the great equalizer. People love Tekken Bowl. Tekken Force is kind of fine. Tekken Ball is is decent. 
Uh, Josh, are you familiar with Tekken Bowl at all? I am familiar with Tekken Bowl, yes. And just, it sounds exactly what it is. The entire roster with different attributes and everything, you just go bowling at one of the stages and you just try to knock down and get a high score. All the robot people and different androids have different, like, readouts and signs or whatever, and it's just a really good time playing that just because... It, it was just really easy and really fun, and they did like a fun taunt if you got a strike. It just, overall, from the replayability of that game and just having a PS2 and, you know, ju- just like any launch game or launch console, when you're strapped for money, having a good game with some good value, this game did get the ultimate honor of eventually being purchased by family for whatever birthday, Christmas, with a with all of us, basically... Sure. Uh, with so many of us, it's like, all right, this is the gift for you, but it's the entire family's type of thing. So yeah, no, te- tech and tag tournament, just absolutely fantastic game. Uh, you, you, you are the. This is not the second time we've been able to reference Tekken on this podcast. Uh, we many episodes ago we did uh, worst fictional fathers, and I think number, uh, number two on my list was uh, I, was uh, one Hihachi Mishima. Hihachi Mishima is because uh, he's a bad man. He's a bad dad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so, so fun fact: when my father and I knew nothing about Tekken, uh, uh, when I found out that Kazuya's like Kazuya is so cool, da, 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 da. like before I knew he transformed the devil or anything like that, like I would play sure. the game with my dad. And he would just watch me like beat on people, uh, like in practice mode or whatever. But like I'd be like, Dad, I'm Kazuya, and you're Hihachi. Knowing now, just down the line, how much of a like the issue that is of like what in the actual fuck like how that evolved of just think of that me as like a in first grade i remember i drew myself this is how important i drew myself as devil and i had to talk to a counselor oh no it's in a fighting game i promise suddenly john starts trying to like throw people into a volcano <laughs> you, know. you know they had it coming but yeah tekken tag and just tekken as a franchise uh, not not my most played fighting game now because Tekken takes a lot of brain power and I don't have that. But I can't just do Tekken; it's too hard. Su- su- such a good series and game that I I have all the all the love and respect for. Yeah, no, I I appreciate the pick for sure. I never played a lot of the tag games personally, but um, but I always appreciate the raw absurdity that comes along with Tekken. Definitely, I wish I could play it. Same. I wish my brain could understand it. Well, uh, let's jump over to my number four here. Uh, we talked a little bit about Futuristic Racers this last one. I've got another one here for you. This is F-Zero X for the Nintendo uh, 64. Uh, developed by Nintendo in 1998. So, uh, this game overall, a lot more intense than Episode 1 Racer. Uh, we talked about uh, Captain Falcon on uh, Smash Bros. before. Uh, if you've played, played that game, wondered who the hell is Captain Falcon? He's from F-Zero. <laughs> the, the series this is where this is where he's from uh so f-zero x is the second game sequel to the one on the snes um yeah it's pretty low poly looking kind of more simple models for the cars and everything but it very importantly it runs perfectly smoothly at 60 frames per second which is mandatory in this game because man you are going really fast in these cars it's a the visually though it's a huge upgrade from the original version on the SNES, which used 2D sprites and the Super Nintendo's Mode Seven to create the illusion of 3D. If you've seen, you know, there's a lot of different games out there that use Mode Seven, like Chrono Trigger to some Mode Seven, 
um this like the whole game is mode seven it's a it's a cool looking effect but it's not really 3d f zero x though nintendo 64 the real power of 3d it's here (laughs) Uh, the power of the 64 yeah so uh this game is expanding on the original in a ton of cool ways there's way more racers and cars again uh, just a ton of unlockable i want to say there's like something like 30 something unlockable characters and cars in this game uh because you only start off with access to like eight of them there's way more tracks there's better music uh, a cool announcer voice who goes you got boost power and uh, anytime you uh when you hit lap three on a race he goes yeah the final lap good energy i like that i like that announcer a lot this is a racing game that at times can be a lot more about just trying to stay alive than about pure racing uh, it takes place on all sorts of crazy futuristic courses, including crazy loops, uh, magnetic tubes, and massive jumps. There's a ton of ways that you can die in the game. Uh, so bumping into walls or other cars lowers your car's energy, and if that's reduced to zero, you explode. If you fall off one of the tracks, which are all hundreds of feet in the air, you fall to your death and explode. Uh, you know, I mentioned those magnetic pipe sections before, so there's like narrow pipes that you're driving on and if you turn you're kind of like magnetically attached to the track but if you lose control while you're on these pipes and you kind of spin around too far the centripetal force overcomes whatever gravity magnetism goes on there and rips you off the track and you fall off and fall to your death and explode so a lot of ways to die <laughs> so definitely, definitely not first time racing game no, thing of like no. you the, the, this is the uh, very serious you have to try very hard and pay attention otherwise just game over man yep you're just dead uh and this isn't like a, oh you blew up and now you get to try again no you're just dead you, you're done start over so on top of all that stuff you start off earlier on the tracks are pretty simple they're pretty easy to get through but as the game tracks in the game ascend in difficulty there's just way more and more hazards that can make it really hard to even make it to the end of the race let alone win mm. And then on top of that, from the second lap onward, you unlock boost power, which uh, allows you to spend that energy, your energy reserves, the thing that is your health. You can spend that on boost to go faster, which is usually necessary if you want to win. Fortunately, there are energy replenishing sections on each track, but in most cases, they kind of hug the edges of the wall. So you have to make the conscious effort to actually drive over them instead of just blowing past them. So it's it's maybe my favorite arca- arcade style racing game of all time. Definitely one of the best M64 games out there. Uh, it's just really great. Uh, when I was a kid, my favorite car was the Wild Goose, uh, which is kind of a green Powerful. yellow one. Um, that all there's uh e- there's characters attached to each of the cars too. There they each one's like their own personal car, and so uh, they, there's like a green alien man who drives the Wild Goose, and his name is Pico. Ah. Yeah, I, th- that's honestly just lost the time for me, like, as that's far right. as... And again, th- that's honestly what... It's more interesting to me thinking about some of this stuff, because, like, truth be told, now both both of us primarily playing on PC now, right. our, our paths to kind of getting to where we are is, like, yeah, we're in the same thing, but with me primarily being PlayStation and you, like, basically being Nintendo through the type of stuff, it's a very good kind of like dichotomy within everything else going on where you know sure. what you know what's going on but it's like yeah i'm sure you know as well of like the friend group that you have at school or whatever we we all get this so we play this and it's like some of that stuff is more rare to experience and all that yeah it's uh 
it's listen there's a there's a lot of different games out there this one in particular though it's real fun it's a real fun racing game if you like blowing up oh you're gonna I, blow up a lot my my first time really sinking my teeth into any f-zero game i believe was on the gamecube f-zero uh, gx that game, that game yeah. is also very hard yes no i uh because uh this is gonna be very weird to say my other brother jonathan yes i am also a jonathan um step step brothers it's my it's my other brother daryl yeah basically i i I, i'm not from alabama i promise (laughs) um yeah because it's just like playing that game and i think like what i remember playing like double dash and we beat that and it's a very interesting aspect of just playing any f-zero game where it's like okay i just want to do that versus like playing a mario kart where it's like oh if i don't get first in all the races i'm pissed like where it's just literally a just fight for your survival and just do the best you fucking like i made it to the end for the first time wow (laughs) exactly just the just the 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 less handholdy like training wheels left is oh something else all right and also nintendo i have a message for you here i know you're listening to this podcast give me a new f-zero game come on it's been 19 years since f-zero climax came out that was on the game boy advance and that only came out in japan stop making stuff like one two switch no one cares about that they you put out a new one two switch game out here no one no one wants to play that put a put out a new f-zero game instead come on did did they try to charge full price for one two switch i believe that's a full price game yes woof why, why is Nintendo making shovelware? <laughs> Listen, they there was a remember Wii Sports, one of the oh, best selling yeah. video games of all True. time. What True. if they hey. they were like every time now every console sends the Wii they're like, well, if this was like a Wii Sports, and then it's not. It's not. It never well, at, boy, Nintendo it, Land on the Wii U. Oh God damn! That was if, that was uh, all right, but it's no Wii I Sports. I, yeah, no, it it is not because again, I, I, if I. I did not feel that Wii Sports was like a rental game just because it came with with the Wii or whatever that I had. I sure. could see like if you bought it from a friend or whatever, because everyone absolutely, everyone absolutely everyone that because when I had the Wii and like, again, the rest of my friend group had the 360, everyone wanted me to come over and bring it over just like to play baseball, bowling, da 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 da. So it's always yeah, a very bowling interesting. And bowling and tennis. Those are the big ones for, for yeah. people I knew, which was like, yeah, it's just really easy to get into. Very fun. Yeah, no, it it is it is very good, but yeah, no, sorry. It's a, just to circle back around F Zero. I respect it. it. It would be nice if the game would come out, so that way maybe is I could actually give it a full shot of like a, a new age one and not just yeah. have to fuck around give with me, emulators. Yeah, but you know, new, give us a new F Zero. I would buy it. I promise. But yeah, that's uh, F Zero X. That's my number four. Uh, let's head over to your number three, John. So three uh, actually works out numerically. Uh, and this is another one kind of like Tekken that I kind of struggled with as far as what. But again, it ultimately came down to which one I technically rented more uh, because uh, your wife uh, no, okay. knows know knows her. of knows of Gibraltar Trade Center. Very, very local Michigan thing. Uh, basically like a swap meet type of like and in like a big area or whatever. For for the end of our PlayStation era, we got our one of our PlayStations chipped so we could burn games or oh, whatever. There you go. Which is what disqualified entries number one and two, in my opinion, as I have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. Okay, okay. Um, hey, that game is really good. That game is really good. I that's the I one. Lo- I love Tony Hawk so much. It is a shame what it's kind of become. 
Uh, and, and ultimately, I I had to weigh this one against because uh, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three is really good. I rented that one most. The other one that I only ever really rented um, was Tony Hawk's Underground. But just due to the sheer fact of Three, really cemented my love for the series. Yeah, I three, went for three's that. the one. Three's the best one. Yeah, I mean, uh, you you have Darth Maul as a playable skater and all yeah. that. Like it is, it is so cool. Uh, again, th- this kind of carried through the aspect of, hey, this is we we have our PS2. We don't have a lot of games yet. Um, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three is just like this is like the pinnacle of just freestyle having a good time. I don't even. I mean, everyone knows Tony Hawk has really good music. Yep. Um, just just being able to go through and unlock different people. I had the thing where uh, my brothers and I, we could all have different skaters, which was really nice. Uh, unlocking different boards, you could see different things. You kind of had that nice thing, which, you know, you could exchange or see different uh, see different secrets with one another. Oh, like, how do you do this? Oh, what's a good special move? History? And that just that, that real natural from, like, osmosis of watching and playing, it just really set a very good game, which I think more than any other Tony Hawk game, I've beaten three the most, uh, just because, again, I, I would go back to it, and it's just fun. I like, uh, one is pretty decent. I really feel like when you got the uh, the revert, I want to yep. say, in three, where you yep. could do that That's and go into manuals. Yeah, two, and just, two introduces the manual stuff, right? And yeah. three is the revert, and that's what ties the whole system and together. It, you, can really, you can just keep those combos going. Correct. Oh, yeah, no, it, and it's like, I mean, the, the, this is the best way I think about it. Because of Tony Hawk and it being so good, they made a fucking Kelly Slater surfing game. They like, did. it's true. It was, that just, it's so monumental, and again, just with going over to a friend's house and making a silly thing and just playing and doing stuff, of course... In my opinion, the best game mode is graffiti. Graffiti is fantastic. Oh, great. It's excellent. It's it just playing all that time, getting the different secret tapes and all different stuff. Of like, and I really feel like at that point, three was the best kind of interaction between like this is skating and like it's kind of like goofy and uh, like unrealistic because like of course they they always had like some zany shit into it as well uh but as soon as they started to lean more into like the jackass type of like crazy so it's kind of like get out of here bam margera i I, here's the thing i like bam margera i hope he does well with i know he's struggling whatever right now but like I, i i i liked him i i don't want that from what I want in that game, which is, yeah, which is, again, we we spoke of SSX earlier. I like the more grounded thing. I like, and I want to have the cool tricks, but I don't need, like, this wacky, zany, like, random bullshit or whatever. But, yeah, no, friends, friends played Tony Hawk. Like, that. that's honestly the game of when a lot of my friends got it on uh, just a Tony Hawk game on, like, Xbox. That's like one of the games that I played or whatever. That's like going over a friend's house. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can, you know, play this. I can play a Tony Hawk game on other consoles, and it's not complete and total shit. Who, uh, who's your go-to Tony Hawk character? Um, one and two. I think he was in three. I was, I was a Bucky Lasik guy. Okay. Uh, God, I'm uh, Bob Burnquist with the Chrysler. Always good. good. Um. Yeah, because like a lot of the time, I always kind of stuck with myself, my own character in them. Uh, of course, thinking of good skating games and all that other type of stuff, 
Uh, skate. I want another skate. Please give me another skate. Yeah. They're making one. Skate okay, four is real. Don't doing don't it. don't make it terrible, please. That would be good. That 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 would be ideal. But yeah, no. But from from the music, from the story, because it wasn't just like you know it was goofy, but like it, it it's fun just going around testing new things, and it's just it's just a good time. Yeah, no, that's truly truly an excellent game. I uh, I would say uh, that this probably would have made my list if I hadn't owned the game. <laughs> that's fair. Totally fair. So. It's uh it's you know, like I said, the best one. I also owned uh Tony Hawk four is the other one I did own, and four, that's also four, great, but not as good. Four just passed me by me. My my brother got it, um, and then I was gonna play it, and then like I believe he like went off to college and like I never kinda got to it. So I was like, all right, well, I'll play three, and then I resented the fact I didn't get to play four, uh until I think after four. Did they make a five or did five go on to thug? So the or. next one after that was Thug. Eventually, they did make a Tony Hawk Five, uh, and that came out like five or six years ago. I oh say. yeah, because that, that's is, the one that had like Little Wayne and, and shit. Yeah, Little Wayne's in that game, and apparently, uh, that game is awful. It is terrible. Yeah. Like it controls like absolute ass. I never played it because I heard it was so bad. Let Correct. Me see the, no. Let me see what the Metacritic score on that is. Well, it's like because I know I know they did the remaster of one and two. Uh, oh, that's a incredible. While back. Yeah, that yeah. that's a few years ago. Uh the Tony Hawk One Plus Two remake. Uh incredible. They put the it's both those first two games, but with the full trick system from three in there. And no shit with the reverts and everything. I didn't yeah. Know and that. so it just it's the it's a perfect game. Basically. Okay. Is that is, is that on Steam or is that just on Epic? It I th- it certainly released only on Epic. I don't know if it's on Steam now. Hmm. So much. I'll see if that goes over. on a on a wish list. Tony Hawk five thirty two score Metacritic. Yeesh, with a 1.5 user score no no boy no i'm gonna oh boy. That. but yeah no that that is my number three yeah great choice fantastic game uh you know like i said there's a scenario where it could have made my list except for i don't think i ever read it <laughs> yeah it's fair uh my number three then if we move over there is uh uh we've ended my nintendo 64 gauntlet here uh and this time we're going back to the other SNES game on my list, Super Nintendo, 1993 again. Uh, this time it's Mega Man X. Okay, yep, I can, I get that. This is probably the best Mega Man, uh, the best SNES game I played, but never owned. Uh, Mega Man X was my first exposure to the Raider Mega Man franchise, and man, okay. it is so good. And I it, was it, it, terrible at it as a child. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what, what would you say i don't want to take a sidetrack of it what, what would you say your bad the best Mega Man game is uh it's hard to say like x uh i want to say x4 is really good really good x2 okay. is also really good x3 is made by people who hate fun um <laughs> well, but it's like uh like Mega Man 2 and 3 are of course excellent well, of course, Chris, who's also been on the podcast, I'm assuming at this point, a couple, maybe a month or so ago at this point, um, he is a very big uh, Mega Man fan or what have you. And before I moved out to Colorado for a couple of years, uh, we kind of did like the video game swap of uh, I'll play your game, you play my game okay. type of situation okay. before, before I leave. And the game that I played, I, I played a Mega Man X with it. It was hilarious because, of course, if you unlock everything, 
and you're at full power, you can do the Hadoken yep, motion yep, that's and a, just yeah, one, right one hit kill anything. And I, and he, to this day, I think has a hard time doing the Hadoken motion, which cracks me up, which I find <laughs> so easy. It's, it's uh, pretty demanding in, in that game. Oh in, yeah, no, well, yeah, yeah, no, it, it just cracks me up thinking about that as well. And the game that of, I, I think I was, I got off a little bit easier than he did. All, all things depending. Cause the game that he played, I don't think he really had a PlayStation 2 as he played Kingdom Hearts 1, which, okay. you know, it's Kingdom Hearts 1 on the PlayStation 2, not Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, but still. There's some still rough spots time. in there. That Tarzan mm-hmm. world is not good. Correct. No, definitely not. But yeah, no, Me- Mega Man is just, uh, again, as we keep kind of looping back around, Mega Man is just such a good game. And I mostly just played it through an emulator. We didn't have. Sure. Sure. We didn't really have a, a SNES. We basically just skipped from NES to that. So like any of like, I don't want to say the good Mega Man games because the, like the original ones can be good. It's just yeah, I some of them are great. Some of them are not. <laughs> yes. No. And, and that's the thing. I think a lot of the times I just caught strays of just the not good ones. And it's like I, I have a uh, I can get an opinion formed about a thing especially when I was at a young age and guess what? I did not move from that. So, but no, I I think we talked about Mega Man on the show a little bit in the past, but more from a music perspective, I think in our Mm, best game music side. So I'm going to talk about a little bit about what's Mega Man as a game here in case you haven't played it before. Uh, So he, Mega Man is a robot boy with a gun arm that has to defeat evil robots. And he gets different kinds of shots for his gun as he defeats different bosses. And those different guns are themed to the boss's abilities themselves. So in the original Mega Man series, Mega Man was built by the scientist Dr. Light and fought the creations of the evil Dr. Wily. But in the Mega Man X series, it takes place further into the future. Uh, The year is 21XX, approximately 100 (laughs) years after the original games took place. Uh, This version of Mega Man is just named X, and he was built by Dr. Light many years ago. Uh, robots are now called Reploids, and they have free will, but that means there's no criminal robots, and they are called <laughs> Mavericks. Uh, the Mavericks are led by a Reploid named Sigma. Uh, X has to then go through the standard Mega Man game style of fighting uh, eight different Maverick robot bosses, getting new powers from each one before finally fighting Sigma. Uh, I absolutely never even got close to killing Sigma as a child because it's really hard. I yes, think I eventually is. got my way through those uh, or the, the the actual Reploid Maverick bosses, uh, but I never even came close to killing Sigma as a kid. In the years since, I have played the game more and, and have beaten it. But as like a an eight year old, ain't no way I was killing him. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's a tall ask. Uh, one of the unique things about this game is there's armor upgrades that you can find hidden in the various levels, which is not so much of a thing that Mega Man did before this. Uh, and that kind of allowed for more secrets and power-ups throughout the game. And then if you find all of them, like you said before, uh, you, you can do the Hadouken uh, from Street Fighter, which, if you're not familiar with uh, Capcom, yeah, the, that's the studio that does both of those, both Street Fighter and Mega Man. Other thing I want to call out here, so, uh, you know, the old original Mega Man series, you had the different, like, um, all the bosses are named something man, you know, Woodman, yep. Cutman pharaoh man you know just a bunch of random stuff in Mega Man x the bosses tend to be uh like animal themed so in i'm, I'm just gonna go through the eight bosses here the the eight maverick bosses in Mega Man x you have chill penguin you got spark mandrill shout out to the music on that one the best yeah spark mandrill best i love love spark mandrill uh armored armadillo 
<laughs> the Launch Octopus, Sting Chameleon, Storm Eagle, Flame Mammoth, and finally, everyone's favorite animal, uh, Boomer Kawanger. <laughs> it's such a good fucking Which name. is just oh a God. guy who throws boomerangs. Why is Boomer Kawanger in here with all these animals? Who who could say? Who could Don't say? Keiji <laughs> Inafune, answer for your crimes. Because Australians clearly are animals, seemingly. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, but yeah, I I absolutely love Mega Man X to this day. Um, you know, it's it's one of the better Mega Man games. I would say that's it's it's maybe like the fifth best Mega Man game overall. I never really played much of the other ones as a kid. A little bit here and there uh, of the of the other X games anyway, because they made like seven of them. And boy, you want to talk about bad Mega Man games? Kind of the latter half of the Mega Man X series, real bad. But under uh, the ground, under the ground. <laughs> but uh, one of them did have characters that were named after the members of Guns N' Roses, at least. So yeah, they're they're. I mean, you would Duff McWhalen. <laughs> you you got to hope that not all ideas in a video game are bad, right? Like yeah. you have to hope there's yeah. some some saving grace. But yeah, that's my number three, Mega Man X. Uh, what do you have for your number two? We're getting down to it here. Oh, Josh, this is these these two these my one and my two are. It's more or less like a one A and a one B in my opinion. But I just I had to think overall of longevity and what really I guess I I, I didn't want to say stands the test of time because I, I think. I, I think one of them does more so than the other, but oh, so my my number two. I have to think of all of it, um, all of, all of the potential choices for this because is WWF No Mercy. Okay, um, I, I knew this. I knew some wrestling game was going to have to end up on here somewhere. Yes, no. It, is this it, a PS one? This this is N sixty four. Oh, okay, okay. I I will say that in in my opinion, all PlayStation wrestling games are trash. Aki Engine for life. Uh, I'm told some Aki people worked on the new AEW game, but that we're not here talking about that here. It's right, yeah. No, that, that is that is their that um, studio still. So I mean. Uh, you, you, you got you got to think about my like I said earlier. I I am I have eight brothers, uh, no sisters. This is peak nineties wrestling is just so prevalent as far Stone as Cold Steve Austin exactly. Um, The Rock. We we rented this game probably three to four times throughout that, but it was always interesting because again we would always rent it three to four times because the cadence I feel like they always came out is during the lull in when, despite all of my brothers I had, we had like a two to three month gap of where no birthdays or parties or anything like that kind of happened. Gotcha. So we so we got this game a good amount because, as I mentioned earlier, when we're talking about um, uh, Star Wars Podracer, there would be the things where you would get characters that are edited or created, and unfortunately, wrestling uh, fans... Uh, can make some of the most lewd and hilariously <laughs> awfully bad characters. Um, but yeah, No Mercy really won out because, I mean, the the tag team options for just stuff like that. The, this was the first game, notably, that the Dudley Boys were in. Uh, okay. it, it was almost like watching like the moon landing for my family when when my brothers were trying to do the 3D uh on uh on a person in the game 
uh, which is people do not know, which also explain this wrestling move with you don't know the wrestling term. Basically, picking someone up by their legs, falling backwards, and then the other person grabbing the person's head that's falling and slamming him to the ground. It was... It, it, it was like we it is like we won the lottery the first time that that was pulled off successfully <laughs> just because of how difficult it kind of was later it became much much easier but branching story modes for each of the different belts in the game uh it's like if you won or you lost it, things could change if you paid people off uh you could take weapons out of the crowd which were really fun you had a royal rumble where if you got knocked out you would just come in as the next person so you could keep going uh i mean creator wrestlers in in games are of course uh always kind of a big thing uh my my first uh character of course just me i think being eight or nine and incredibly cringy i think i was like jason shotgun rex or some terrible name like that just in full full thing like and of course as a young child because in those games you could give yourself like everyone's special moves and everything had different classes of how like good it was and all the other type of stuff and i mean to to this day uh, as far as standing the test of time, people still mod WWF No Mercy to have current rosters for different like independents, different like WWE. I'm sure there's an AEW one, even though I haven't looked in in some time. But yeah, no, just people would come in, play. You, you do the specials. You run backstage, hit people with chairs, send them through. Like, uh, even more stuff than just regular tables, but also like pool tables and all that. It's just such a good time. And this game had the highest honor that I think can be bequeathed to any game eventually after you rent it for so long of that after we were kind of all done and it kind of died down in the hype. On my mom's side, we got what we got a copy of it. And on my dad's side, we got a copy of it. Oh, wow. But it just just the the absolute pinnacle of like no matter where we go we have a copy of this and everything so fan, fantastic game uh if if we didn't end up getting it we would have kept renting it uh i do want to say so, some notable changes uh in the game uh the, the one that always cracked me up that i got we got on one the first time we rented it it was a wrestler uh named valvinus um and uh somebody changed his name to Valvinus got no penis which Aww. made me laugh as a child and just very silly stuff like that just because and there were there were multiple outfits for everyone so they could all look different and it was just fantastic the, the only slide of the game that i have um is that it has american badass undertaker not the regular one that's uh-huh. that is the only downside you don't you don't, you don't like biker taker uh well when when I was a child if I said badass I got in trouble so I had to call him the American bad butt so it's kind of like <laughs> it was it kind of ruined it for me for a little bit and it was just like after I'm not gonna lie after he became the American badass I kind of started falling off wrestling a little bit more which is go. kind of a bummer which is when everyone else got into it more which is kind of hilarious there are seventy four characters in this game yeah no it Good it Lord. is crazy yeah no like the SmackDown Mall like you can unlock. Uh, because the thing that the the company that did it, Aki, uh, it's really cool because they all the, the the series started 
because uh, they did like an All Japan or New Japan one where it was just okay. like Japanese wrestlers. And then they basically brought it over and they did one for WCW, which was originally going to be the thing because that's that one we never we didn't have for probably over a year and we just kept renting it. Yeah, because um, no, so, notably Aki is a, is a Japanese developer. Correct. Yes. No. And um, but just, yeah, th- thinking of the different like editing characters and stuff like that and making a characters because they couldn't you couldn't make a character in that and like the story mode it just kind of it just really kind of won out like i i have a specific memory of chris this morning of us getting wwf no mercy playing that and some sort of austin powers movie just being on repeat in my household just yeah, a, a very right. a very fond memory of uh, uh, the good old piece of the McHenry woodington pie basically i uh i'm looking here uh, they they have both mankind and Mick Foley as separate characters in this game. Yeah, no, because yeah, th- that's the thing is that realistically, because you know there there's the different faces of Foley, where there's like Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and all that, and where technically there are multiple faces of Foley. There's technically four with just regular him, mankind, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, and you have four costumes that you could edit for everyone, right? Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, no, they, they they did it up well. Uh, they they put in like Shawn Michaels, who was retired then retired at the time as well, and of course, as the ultimate prize for winning like a hundred person battle royal, uh, you don't get Andre the Giant. Instead, you can unlock uh, the Godfather's hoe. That that was the ultimate sure. hardest thing to unlock. That makes was, sense. Was a streetwalker seemingly or a lady of the night. That 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 is what they thought was most difficult to, to people needed to get, and of course the, the the game did have playable female characters, which honestly I think um, WrestleMania 2000 had that as well, but they expanded the roster and added more moves, which is always real good. Uh, of course, uh, you have one Kane in here, everyone's favorite uh, rural mayor. <laughs> yeah, boy, did Kane was Kane's a thing. And of course, uh, everyone's favorite pro wrestler from the '90s, uh, Chris Benoit. Oh, God damn it! God damn it! You can't you can't ever talk about old wrestlers without something yeah, going wrong. Well, I, I mean, yes, no, and again, the, the funny thing is of these old games is that they did do entrances, and you got like a two frame GIF that yep. pops up when yep. they did, and when you just see. Because I, I, I played this game, I think that's probably, like, my final year of college. Just when it's like, I'm broke, I have my N64, sure. I'm going to do it. And you see Chris Benoit come out for a match, and you just see him having someone in the crossface, and then him wrenching back on it, so it looks like a fucking slideshow of him going back and forth of what he did, and of, of that him being a special and just thinking about, like, it just, it gives me uneasy vibes. No, that's, that's totally fair. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be real with you. I never played this game once. I, and I, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, again, the, the thing is, though, just like as I said about, like, Star Fox or whatever, I, you may not have played it, but you know people like it, and the game has a decent following, sure. which you have to respect. Sure. Uh, I, I did not grow up in a wrestling household, so. Yeah, you know, I am not surprised. I am not surprised that you know the like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Rikishi. Oh, yeah, dude. You're giving someone the stink face and rubbing the butt in the face. X-Pac. The uh, uh, X-Pac was one of the most notable ones that we would, like, basically put him in, like, basically cross-dress him, just with oh, us go. being stupid, because we like we didn't we didn't like X-Pac. X-Pac was boring. No one liked X-Pac. Even, not even X-Pac. Oh, no. All right. Well, uh, 
no more WWF no mercy before the WWE change. Even. Correct. Uh, so that's your number two. Uh, so then fine. Since we we covered Smash Bros earlier, final one on my list will be my number two here, uh, which is a game that I'm going to assume that you've never heard of. Okay. This is not a video game console game. This is uh, an MS DOS game. Uh, oh, probably not. No. Uh, have you ever heard of the Incredible Machine? The Incredible Machine. Um, I mean, that name sounds hella generic, but I'm going to say no. Uh, it was developed by Jeff Tunnel Productions in 1993. So this game was absolutely enthralling to me as a kid. I, I checked it out from our local library basically as often as I could. Oh my goodness. Yeah, what so in the world is this? this? It's MS-DOS based old school like five inch floppy disk game that I played on our on that Windows 95 gateway computer I talked about before. Yeah. Uh, so the concept oh of the game Lord. is essentially you're building Rube Goldberg machines to uh, to beat levels in the game. If you're not familiar, Rube Goldberg machines are needlessly dramatically overcomplicated machines designed to complete an extremely simple task like flipping a switch or putting a ball into a box, something like that. Frequently, they're built out of common objects rather than being bespoke parts designed for the machine itself. Uh, this game gives you one of these kind of simple tasks and then equips you with a variety of objects that you have to figure out how to put together to make a machine that solves the task. Common objects that you're given uh, are like baseballs, bowling balls, flashlights, conveyor belts, fans, windmills, balloons, etc. So there's all kinds of different stuff you get to use here that interact in different ways. So I'm going to talk through an example machine that's shown on the game's credits page. So the way that this plays out. Uh, a baseball falls onto a flashlight, which shines into a magnifying glass. The magnifying glass intensifies the light so that it lights a candle. Meanwhile, the baseball rolls off the flashlight down a ramp and bounces on a trampoline, bumps into a hamster wheel. The hamster starts running, turns a belt powering a generator, which activates a motor that activates a conveyor belt that launches the name of the producer, Jeff Tunnel, into place. As this is happening, the baseball falls on a seesaw, launches a bowling ball up to bump another hamster wheel. This one starts turning the crank on a jack-in-the-box, which opens and launches a cannonball onto another flashlight. This shines through a magnifying glass and lights a toy rocket ship, which flies up and lights some dynamite. The dynamite explodes and destroys a brick platform that, the bucket, that a bucket was sitting on. The bucket falls and pulls the rope it's tied to, which goes through a pulley and pulls the trigger on a gun. That's that's one of these machines, essentially. That is, that's the kind of stuff you're building. That is incredible. Yeah, so you're just doing these like really complicated things, and you're going, okay, I need to get this switch flipped, and they've given me this weird set of objects. How do I okay. make that happen based on the items that are already permanently grafted into this level interesting you know? yeah so so question then so you said you, you said you rented this a bunch of times like would this be you beat it and then you would just want to play through it again or is this a thing you just had to rent it a bunch of times to get through it yeah or, there's what, what? like there's like a hundred something levels in this game or something crazy oh like that. okay so yeah that, uh, and i was i was i was you know again this is probably i'm like seven when i'm yeah I'm seven eight no that makes sense so uh, I uh, are checking this out from the library, rather. Uh, I uh, so, um, you know, I, I got through a lot of these puzzles. I don't know that I beat this game ever, you know, but I, I absolutely loved it. But yeah, not, not, not a ton else to say about the game itself here. It's just kind of that's what that's what it is. You're going through it. But I have some weird facts that I found some fun facts and some weird facts I found out about this thing. Interesting. That are okay. pursuant to your knowledge of games. Okay. Okay. 
So first of all, this is the not the weird one. Uh, so Jeff Tunnel, who's the producer on this game, actually went on to design a new version of this game called Contraption Maker, which came out in 2014. Ah. So if you want to play a modern version of this, that's out there for you know modern platforms. No kidding. Okay. Uh, then the much weirder fun fact. So they made like five of these, apparently. Oh, I think I only okay. ever played the first one. But one of the ones they made was a spin-off series called Sid and Al's Incredible Tunes. It's basically ah. the same t- kind of game, but with a cartoon cat and mouse, kind of in the style of like a Tom and Jerry sort of thing. Ah, okay. Bizarrely, Sid and Al's Incredible Tunes got its own spin-off that only released in Japan and was branded with the Ghosts and Goblins franchise. What in the Wow, a spinoff of a spinoff. The name of that game in Japan is Arthur to Astaroth no Nazamaki Nazamakaimura Incredible wow. Tunes. <laughs> Gotta have the Incredible Tunes at the end. The best oh, yeah, part, yeah, yeah. that's not even the weirdest part. The designer of this game. This game was designed by one Hideki Kamiya, the man who would later go on to direct some of the biggest Capcom games ever made, including Resident Evil 2, Devil May Cry, and Bayonetta. Nearly the fucking spit take there. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So the man who made Resident Evil 2 made a spin-off of a spin-off of this game two years before he directed Resident Evil 2. That I mean He was working on this the same year he worked on Resident Evil 1. Jesus, man. That is that is crazy to think about. (laughs) Very, very strange. So weird rabbit hole I did not expect to go down today. Because the funny thing, I was so I was putting this list together earlier this week, working on putting it. I wasn't doing my notes yet, but I was just putting it together. And I, I Googled the Incredible Machine, like you do, and I saw one of the developers listed on it as Hideki Kamiya. And I'm like, there's no way Kamiya worked on the Incredible Machine. Are you that, kidding me? And then I, I mean, looked I, it up. So I immediately went to the Wikipedia page for uh, that specific game. And was like, oh yeah, he's not on here. That just must be a weird Google bug thing. Something yeah. is showing up where it shouldn't be. And then today, I was doing the more deep dive on some stuff and found, no, actually, he is weirdly linked to this franchise in some weird, obscure way. How, how, how do you think he got onto uh, Resident Evil? He had to have some sort of power there, huh? Yeah, I guess. I don't know if he worked on Resident Evil before this, or if it was this and then Resident Evil. That That makes a little bit more sense, I think. Yeah, but, no, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. But who knows? What a blast from the past. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's my number two, The Incredible Machine, a game that I dearly love. I've played some other games kind of in that style, um, but The Incredible Machine itself, definitely the one I've played the most. But yeah, uh, right. and then since we've already hit my number one, uh, which was Smash Bros., uh, all we have left is your number one. What do you got? Okay. Um, this game was mentioned a bit earlier, uh, but my number one, just due to my background of family and what have you, is Goldeneye. Okay. uh, For N64. Okay. Uh, it kind of hurt thinking of, like, me making this list thinking, oh, PS1, uh, and having number one and number two de facto be N64 games. Sure, sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... When when we got an N sixty four, um, which of course my 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 controller of choice is an Atomic Purple sidebar. Oh yeah, um, that's the one you want. Yeah, that is the one you want. Clear is just amazing. Uh, seeing 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 the components, just Goldeneye to me 
one, I'll, I'll reference back to my list. Uh, I had fun playing it when I was at uh, well, back then. Um, now, you know, with some of the C6 stuff, it can, it's hard. It it's hard a, to go back to. It, it, it's sure. hard to go back to the versus mode. I, I, I do not think any other game, if you can bind all the other games combined of how much me and my siblings played, I don't, I, I, I think Goldeneye would still beat that altogether for our just having like the four, the, the, the four players split, split screens are just doing that of just, Hey, uh, first and second, stay on third and fourth. You get kicked off for the next brother. Uh-huh. Um, tournaments playing of just like, okay, whoever wins this gets to decide what we're eating tonight type of type of situation. Just playing yeah. this so much. Uh, of course the, the three different save states that you could have on there as well. Um, renting that and just getting a different one. Of course, when you could see fun sheets or hacks, codes, whatever, uh, my my two personal favorites that we always played with, uh, big head mode, also paintball mode, very sure. fun. O- always went always went very well. Uh, Slappers watched, only. Oh god, I, I watched this game be uh, played so often and replayed and beat so many times. Uh, the, the, the love for this game was so profound in my family that like my brother bought like the entire box set of all the way through, like tomorrow never dies of VHS's way back when, like just the, being able to have all the cheats, the replayability to unlock all that different type of stuff, having your own, if you wanted, and just the general competitiveness of having to be able to play it with all of my family, like just hey it was boring saturday afternoon we played it uh a sleepover at a cousin's house we played it uh we we, we went over to an aunt's house and didn't have had a 64 but didn't have golden eye rented it like there was multiple times where we would go to somebody's house they we didn't realize they had an n64 and we would go rent golden eye just to play multiplayer with it which is ultimately to to have the gold standard of a game where after you buy it but you don't have it on you that you want to rent it to play it with other people is kind of what pushed it over the edge for me of kind of where I got because like I said as we spoke earlier on Perfect Dark I overall I really do like Perfect Dark but the staying power of for I have four Goldeneye and the different unlocking of different people and just different modes. It just it ultimately literally went out for me. And truth be told, if if Perfect Dark was on my list, it would at least be top three. But I felt kind of iffy putting on, you know, they're different franchises and stuff like that, yeah. right? But like it's still like a rare shooter game, but that just really shows like how much staying power and like how really on top of the game rare really was that like I feel like there was no bad options versus playing that because yeah no uh perfect dark had the same perfect dark had the same thing that Golden I did where we rented it a, a fair amount before we got it I because I believe it came out I want to say midsummer or something like that at least that's the first time that we played it mm-hmm. um where we rented it a whole bunch until we got it or whatever. But again, ultimately, re-renting it after people, when we didn't have it on us so we could play it, is just what was like, yeah, this has, this has to be my number one. 
No, that's fair. Uh, I, you know, if you certainly you want to talk about um, console first-person shooters, anyway, like Goldeneye is the thing up until Halo. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, like it, Perfect Dark was big, but like it wasn't Goldeneye. Yeah, big. no, it, it like Goldeneye. Like, I, I very much think that the only reason I was interested in like 007 was because of Goldeneye, the N64 game, like without a yeah, shadow of a doubt. That's fair. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, I do have a couple of fun, weird GoldenEye things here, just from okay. my own personal uh, video game lore knowledge. Uh, did you know that uh, you can use a control scheme in GoldenEye where you plug in two controllers at the same time for one player? Really? I did and not you know can that. Use, you hold the middle prong of both Nintendo 64 controllers, and you can use the analog stick on the second controller as a separate proper analog stick and do camera control Whoa, that way. Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. instead of having to use the C stick button, the C buttons. Uh so not 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 super well known, but um it makes the game a lot more playable, I can tell you that by by mods. Well yeah, no, anyway. I mean because I think what there there's been uh like mods or whatever so you can play Goldeneye. I feel like there was a video game donkey video I watched a couple of years ago where people have like a odd where you can basically just play that with a mouse cursor now. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it it the control scheme of that game just generally aged pretty poorly, especially the bit where you like you're holding down like the R button and you get the little crosshair that you can aim around the screen. It's just like games, oh, just, yeah. don't do, games just don't do that anymore. You know, we figured out first person shooter controls. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it they, they you, you definitely have some things that are just like lost to time. And it's like, oh, we just dealt with this type of thing. Yep. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is I mentioned the Clob Gun earlier. Yeah, uh, which is kind of a little SMG gun in that game. Um, fun fact: that is actually named after a real person. Uh, oh, really? So this game was developed by Rare, uh, which is yep. a British British studio. You know, um, obviously in conjunction with Nintendo. Uh, the head of uh, game development at Nintendo uh, was at the time was the co-creator of Killer Instinct, uh, Ken Lob. <laughs> and the working working with him on this game they decided to name the gun uh this gun after him named it the clob uh because uh it was originally supposed to be named the spider with a y but then they discovered that that there is a paintball gun that has as trademarked with that name oh so like, yeah ah, yep, crap yep. we have to change it and so they decided to name the gun after ken lob and he lives on immortalized forever as the clob maybe the worst gun in the game <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think anyone ever was excited to get the clock. Very low damage. Do 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 you have a favorite gun in in Goldeneye? Uh, it's I I played way more Perfect Dark than I played Goldeneye, okay, so I don't fair. remember all the guns so much in Goldeneye as much. Um, I remember liking the shotgun more. Mm-hmm. I think I think I liked the shotgun in that game quite a bit, but um. Yeah, I don't, yeah, very, I don't remember. They, they, they had they had two shotguns in that game, which I there's, thought was so interesting. There's the golden uh, gun, of course. Gold, golden gun people, is really good, which is li- not a real thing, you know. Yeah, it, it, just, it looks like because uh, it's of course one shot, one kill in that game. But it just literally looks like a pen attached to a, a gold block, which is also hilarious. The, the Moonraker laser. Yes, that that that's that the number one of just. I remember a specific. I want to say my fourth grade birthday party of just. Because I would get my ass kicked all the time, but I'd be in this 
fucking kumite every weekend with my family just getting good and just absolutely destroying my friends in this fucking game of just being level the first time like uh the, the first ever an, an alliteration of a video game that i played uh where it was like oh i'm better than you and you all know this and i'm just going through and mowing down everyone this type of shit uh it made yeah. me so happy I uh I, I don't know if I can name any other guns in the game besides obviously like the the signature PP7. That's yeah, the, that's the James Bond gun, you know. Well, yeah, the, well the I think that one, that one uh, there was that uh, the RCP90, which always has a very oh, yeah, very that soft sounds, mark. That sounds familiar. I always thought it was a nail gun growing up because it was like an orange, black and orange, like a Home Depot like nail gun. I was like, <laughs> Weird. This gun's so cool though. Perfect Dark also a great game. They control very similarly. I just remember now with the Perfect Dark game, the one gun where you reload it by putting like the fucking clip through and it goes and just oh, yeah, like shoots cool. on the other side. That's that's really uh, cool. It's like it's scanning the bullets into the Yeah, gun. no, that's what I'm saying. It's so it's cool. A cool idea. They had some good designs in that game. Well, all right, we got through our top tens here. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. We're going to come back, hit some honorable mentions, maybe some other little bonus side stuff here before we move on to arguing over which items belong on our official top ten. So stick around. Welcome back, everybody. I gotta continue to figure remember how to do all the scott bits here uh i hope you're really enjoying the show uh we're having fun so if you're if you're enjoying us we'd really appreciate it if you could go and give us a rating or a review or you know maybe maybe refer a friend maybe tell get out the good word that we're enjoying this show but yeah review us on your pod, podcast platform of choice i'm told that's helpful for um making sure other people are able to see the podcast uh you know give us give us that algorithm boost or whatever but you know metrics we like, we like when people listen to the show that's entertaining we have fun doing it but it's cool if people listen to it so thanks for listening and we're gonna go and hit uh our honorable mentions here so uh john how about you kick us off all right so yeah and this is the one again i don't want to say like this is a cut list or whatever but this is really where I kind of cut down because I, as I'm sure your list could be very long as well. Um, start started off very easily um, with more of a niche game for the PlayStation One. Jumping Flash. Okay. Are you sure. are you aware of Jumping Flash? I know Jumping Flash. I've not played yeah. a lot of Jumping Flash, but I know it. De- definitely more of a bite sized game where I talked about earlier. I play that game. It's a very visually stimulating game. I have my time and it's fun. Uh Time Splitters Two, uh, fantastic. Oh, love Time Splitters. Fa- fantastic. Yeah, l- literally one of the games where it was kind of a a rent to own type of situation. I think we were supposed to only have it for a day due mm-hmm. to one other thing. Basically, yeah, we like it and went and kind of bought. That's kind of why I cut it off the list. But yeah, no. Uh, seemingly for for the GameCube, it came our next thing. Um, uh, then NBA Street Volume Two. Uh-huh. Uh, very big basketball fan, basketball family uh, for the most part. Most of us. Um, great music. Arcade basketball is better than any NBA Live, NBA Two K. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about it. Uh, it would have been on my list, but again, it was kind of a a rented to own type of situation. 
uh, that I just kind of didn't feel like it was. Beat the game several times. Very fun time. Um, uh, Snowboard Kids. The game, this game, more or less, was always a game I wanted to rent. Mm -hmm. But it was always... Oh, that's the next one I'll get. Oh, that's the next one. Uh, and things kept getting pushed ahead. Jump of the list. What, when, when, when I played it, it's like, yeah, this this is fine, but I would be doing myself a disservice if I did not give it an honorable mention. Um, and then, before I even got an Xbox, uh, a regular Xbox, I borrowed it one. Uh, Fable 1. I got Peter Molyneux. I heard about go. cool things. You know. We, that we game's all good. No, no, no. It It is good. But the things that I heard from sure. the cafeteria table, sure, greatly over exaggerated. I love Fable One. Yep, I think it is fantastic. I thought it was going to be the council center for me, but turned out no. Halo Two ended up being that because Halo Two is really good. It's a better but, game. Yeah, but um, Fable One I really like. But boy, uh, I just. The, the things that were said, you can't trust Peter Molyneux. He's a fucking liar. No, he uh, he will make stuff up. I do have one shout out as far as that. Uh, fuck you, hey you, Pikachu. Oh, it's a bad game. That's a that's a terrible uh, game. Yeah. Uh, thank you for me finally getting it one night, and I took me an hour. Was that as a small child who loves Pokemon? This is trash. I don't want it on my Christmas list. Get this the fuck off my Christmas list. So fuck you, hey you, Pikachu. It doesn't work. It doesn't. But that, but that, that is my honorable mention. I just need to say, fuck you, hey, you Pikachu. That is, that is fair. I have a little longer uh, honorable mention list, so I'll, I'll go through these quickly. I've sorted these uh, alphabetically by platform. Uh, so we're going to hit these. Uh, Power Stone 2 for the Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. Love very that good. Game. Uh, I mentioned before that demo disc uh, that I had. Uh, that uh, other, The other thing featured on the demo disc that I played a lot was uh, the demo for The Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Oh, very okay. Very fun. Okay. Uh, Tales of Symphonia for the GameCube. Uh, Metal Arms, Glitch in the System, also for GameCube. Uh, 007 Agent Under Fire. X-Men Next Dimension, which is uh, uh, a X-Men fighting game that I played okay. a lot of uh, with a friend. And uh, Wave Race Blue Storm. Those are all GameCube games. Oh, man, Wave Race. Did, did you ever... Oh, no, because it was only PlayStation, so you never would have played Jet Moto. Never mind. I, I, have, I have played just some Jet Moto, actually. I did... Yeah also play i believe that was also a when we rented the playstation jet moto ah. was the other game that we got with hell it. yeah just a hell weird yeah. combination but hey that's what we had um i have two n64 games on here uh the the lego racers game i liked quite a bit oh and also God. i have a little bit of a side story of this one ocarina of time the zelda game um i was not allowed to own that game because it had zombies in it the redeads oh, uh, no. so i played ocarina of time entirely the first time through in secret at a friend's house wow so, you know um because it's too Man. good for me to ignore a uh, handful of pc games here uh lego island these are all games i would get from the library by the way uh, yeah, lego island was a game i liked quite a bit uh marble drop was like a little marble runner kind of puzzle game puzzle kind of maybe light but uh, I liked it. Uh, Lego Stunt Rally, which is kind of like a racetrack designing racing game. And then uh, Star Trek Starship Creator. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, nice. The PS2, uh, Dirge of Cerberus, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, God. The Vincent Valentine third person shooter. Uh, and Battlefront 2. And then oh. uh, I have a few uh, SNES games on here uh claymates which is a uh, clay themed uh, platforming game uh pilot wings 
and Cool Spot, the uh seven up game where you play okay. as the seven oh, up cool spot guy. I, I just had a memory or whatever, kinda of, so I don't want to take a small a small say. Do uh a battlefront two. Do do you remember at all when you would have like I would rent Star Wars Episode Three because the DVD version of that had two levels of Battlefront Two on it. Do you have I, any I recollection? Do not, I don't. I do not. I yeah, no. I, I literally rented uh, Episode Three like four or five times just to play it while I was waiting for my Battlefront Two copy for Christmas time. I fucking great, love Battlefront. It's a great 2. game. Great game. Sh- uh, I also have. A bonus side list here. Uh, I warned John ahead of time this would be the case because we do this occasionally. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I talked about you with this a little bit ahead of time, John, how um, during the, uh, especially looking at games I used to uh, get from the library, I kind of fell down an edutainment game rabbit hole and discovered a whole bunch of edutainment games that I uh, had a, a lot of fun with as a kid uh, that I would uh, play a lot of times. So I've, I've put together a list of 10 of those. This is really in no particular order. But um, here we go. Most of these are PC games in library. But the first one I have is Math Blaster Episode 1, which is a Super Nintendo game. It's it's math. Uh, <laughs> the Carmen Sandiego games are great. Uh, my one oh. of choice as a as a kid who liked geography for some reason. Still do. Uh, is where in, yeah. wor- where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Uh, Treasure Math Storm for the PC. Uh, a lot of people will know Treasure Mountain as the first game in that series more. Math Storm is the one that I played. Uh, you may be familiar with the Jumpstart games, like Jumpstart 3rd grade, Jumpstart 5th grade, that kind of stuff. I loved those as a kid. I thought those were fun. Oh, uh, hell yeah, dude. Star Wars Droid Works was a game where you build and design droids to do different puzzly kind of things, but it was oh, a lot more yeah. like, hey, you can, your droid needs to be able to be capable of lifting this much weight or, you know, just... A lot of people that you, you read online, a lot of people have a lot of really bad things to say about that game. I thought it was incredible as a kid. I loved that thing. So, <laughs> you know. again, the thing is, I'm just being naive kids, the things that we play. Right. Uh, there's a Bill Nye the Science Guy game called Bill Nye the Science Guy colon Stop the Rock. I played that a lot. Um, I went down a really long rabbit hole of trying to find a specific game that I remembered, but I couldn't remember the name of. Uh, Logic Quest 3D was the name of the game, and there's a lot of um, a lot of like castle e kind of puzzle logic puzzles that you get through. I thought that game was very cool. Uh, the Amazon Trail, which is a spinoff of the Oregon Trail, but set in the Amazon. Uh, the Yukon Trail, another spinoff, but set going to the Yukon instead of Oregon. Uh, and then uh, Castle Explorer, which was kind of like a barely a game it was more of like here's these you can go through these castle environments click on things and learn what the things in the castle medieval castles were and this is a sally port and all that kind of stuff and this is a <laughs> battlement and and i ate that shit up because i was a huge nerd for castle medieval stuff as a kid because it's cool but yeah anyway, i mean who doesn't like castles man? that's the bonus list edutainment games um and that's all our honorable mentions so we have a task ahead of us Okay. We have to this build a unified comes. list. I'm moving on our shared Google Doc here that I've uh, hijacked uh, to get John into. Um, I'm moving over our top fives. As usual, this doesn't usually uh, 
this doesn't usually happen, but if if in our arguments we find that actually something from 6 through 10 should show up on this list, that is allowed, but it usually doesn't happen. Um, so I've moved our top fives over. We don't have any duplicates within the top five. Just a quick rundown here. Um, so from my list, there's Super Smash Bros., The Incredible Machine, Mega Man X, F-Zero X, and Star Wars Episode One Racer. John's from elements from John's list are Goldeneye, WWF No Mercy, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, Tech and Tag Tournament 2, and Robo Pit. Tech and Tag Tournament 1. Tech and Tag Tournament 1? Oh, I miss I misread. Yeah, you're good. Well, That's yeah, fun. no, it, 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 it's it's Trixie. I feel you. You said 2 at one point, and I was like, oh. Okay, well, yeah, sorry, because yeah, there's Tech and Tag 2, which is the one I started. Yeah. Sorry, Tech and 2, which is the one I started with, but Tag ah, is the okay. one I played the most. I, I think I probably just I conflated it. All yeah, right, yeah, yeah. so Tekken Tag Tournament 1. Is that also on the PS2, or is that PS4? Correct, yep, okay. PS2. Great. It's um, the first one on PS2. Good to know. I didn't own a PS2 till super late, so I did not play. Very good console. Uh, not play a lot of that. So, items from your list that I, I am very fond of Goldeneye and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Those are my, those are the ones I like from your list more. I have no experience with RoboPit, although I probably would have enjoyed it as a kid. Um, I, the, of the wrestling games that I have played, I have pretty much unilaterally not enjoyed them. That's um, fair. I, I, it, it, it goes to a specific thing. Cause the thing is of any game for no mercy, you never really play for the competitive bit. You born and play just to try to do things because you could win super fucking easy in those sure. games most of the time. Sure. So it, I'm kind of with you. So, so I guess it, here's the thing, as far as, and, and this is kind of the, the main thing as far as where we're going to start is, my number 10 is your number one, and boy, is that a, is that a gap. That's a, that's a big, that's a big swing there. We both have an appreciation for that first Super Smash Bros. game. I think that's fair to say. Is there anything I, on my list that you, uh, that you, I guess, you know, you've played Mega Man and Star Wars Episode One Razor and Smash Bros.? I don't I, think you've have you played any F Zero X specifically? I have not played. Oh, I have played some F Zero. I guess realistically, the, akin to my my equivalent of Euro Pit for me is Incredible Machine in Lost Vikings. I think that's Fair. kind of the 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 big thing of like I I don't I could see that being fun, but I don't well, know. Sure. If you scroll over to the right here on the document, past kind of the the stuff of our two, I've moved just the top fives over. Okay. Um, and so, cause that, I, that realistically, these are the ones that are probably going to make it on the list okay. here. So lost Vikings as like a seven. Yeah, pro- no, that, 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 that is fair. I thinking about this, I am okay with smash bros being top three or four. Okay. I'm not going to argue with you there. I think that should be there for sure. I don't think Somewhere number one. Mm, I do. Okay. I do. I do not. I, I am pretty because I. I can understand. I can argue with two. Okay. I. I. I could see two and be happy with that. I just ver- versus some of the other games. Like I. I mean. I guess ultimately, like because because like I said in my own list, if Goldeneye wasn't there, like. If Goldeneye wasn't there, it'd be Perfect Dark, and absolutely, I would rather play Perfect Dark than than I would rather play uh, 
Smash Brothers. And I think that sure. it's just a better a better time just because you have a better fleshed out story, in my opinion, versus just running around killing things. So for for purely a rental standpoint, in my opinion. Okay, I get what you're saying. I'll, slot, I'll put Smash Bros. number two for now. We'll see. We'll, again, not moving this stuff over. Certainly not final placement. But Correct, we'll, no. we'll, we'll let it simmer there for now. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense to have Goldeneye be pretty highly ranked here. Again, I don't know about yeah. number one. Um, but Because um, the thing is, ultimately, right? If if in our combined list, like I have t- t- Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, like because here's the thing, I'm looking at the list of what is number one. What is I I am theoretically going to this video store, and there's only these games. Okay, what am I getting? Interesting. I I have five dollars. You know what I'm fucking getting for my weekend? I'm getting Tony Hawk. Interesting. Okay, I do love Tony Hawk Three. Is maybe the best video game on this list. I would, and, and I would agree with that. I but, and here's the thing: as far as if that was gone, like then what I would get, and this would be kind of the thing, is of then I would get Goldeneye or Super Smash Bros. That's kind of where my okay. own personal list, as okay. far as what we have for ten, is how things would kind of go. Because again, like, like Tony Hawk is not a game that I spent time renting because I I did own a copy of it at one. Correct. Point. No, but um, I like I if we want to put Tony Hawk three like looking at this list, of these ten games, I, I think I'm comfortable saying Tony Hawk's just straight up the best one out of all. Yes, these games. no, I agree. There there is there is no no world in any of these games where I would be um. Uh, there, there, there is no, there's no world where I am against that. I think that, I think that is the most stone cold nuts as far as any of this, these things in the, in the top 10. You, you've created an interesting topic here, John. I don't think we've run into the situation before where I am, where I feel like, okay, yes, this didn't land on my list, but not because I don't think it's as good as things on my list. It's just, I didn't have this specific personal experience with it. But I would agree, it's an excellent rental game, and it's just, it's an incredible game overall. Let's put Tony Hawk at number three, or number one, Tony Hawk 3 yeah. at number because, one. Let's do it. Because, again, as far as as far as far our top ten list or whatever, I guess just to uh, kind of rate things or whatever, this is top ten games from our own personal experience. Like, top best games to rent, seemingly, yeah? Sure, yeah, from our like, Yeah, and, and I think, again... And in, in the, in the thing that is so great about Tony Hawk in general is that, I mean, well, not really so much three or whatever. I don't know all the systems that three was on, but like two, you could get that on N64. You could get that on PlayStation. Like it was yeah, three's on kind of the, as well. And yeah, it's it's really the great equalizer as far as stuff like that. OK, it, so did it come out on Xbox. I don't know. The timing might not be. Right I think just four came out on Xbox. Well, because I know Thug came out on Xbox or came sure. out on Xbox. And four, I think, I did too. Um, Tony Hawk Three came out on the N sixty four. That version can't have been as oh, good. Oh no! Yeah, this was PlayStation, PlayStation Two, Game Boy Color. That game's actually pretty good. Um, GameCube, Xbox, Game Boy Advance. Uh, sorry, the Game Boy Advance one's the one I'm thinking of. That's that's actually pretty good. Um, uh, PC, Mac, N sixty four. So this was kind of everywhere, but not not quite Xbox. It wasn't quite. It's come out right. I think this came out like right before the Xbox came out. Ah, uh, okay. 
but mm. yeah so this is oh no it is on xbox i did say that i read okay. it and then my brain did not register your, your brain. It. uh so yeah xbox this was this so this was everywhere okay yeah no it is uh, this I'm is with it. I'm this is maybe the only game on this list let me do a quick parse here yeah this is the only game on this list that i would say is like a 10 out of 10 game yeah no i would i think it's incredible I would I would parse that for I would I would agree with that. Okay, so so now we got we got to populate the rest of this list here. So I I guess re- realistically I guess here's the thing. So we did the best. Uh-huh. Do we want to do the worst? Because I feel like this is what's going to be the most argued one. <laughs> sure. Um, like if it's just me, if I'm looking at these games, absolutely the last game I'm picking is the wrestling game, which I know you're probably not excited to put that at which I. Uh, yeah, well, because because the thing is, right? Uh, for for me, I a hundred percent get that. Mm-hmm. For 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 me, that is not a good game. If I am, if this is you and I as a group, sure. we have no games, and we are going to try to get a game and basically spend time playing this together or whatever. Would I? Do I think? I, I think that overall, No Mercy is a great game, but at the end of the day, it is still a sports-type game, which mm-hmm. I know is pretty normy and is pretty... Um, I don't, I don't want to say... I don't want to say it's pretty, um, like, defining or whatever, one way or the other, because I feel like a lot of people with that, but I think I, I, could, I could see overall it being... Bottom five. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying I, we have to push it to ten. I'm not saying no. That. I'm for, saying if it was purely sure. up to me. Yeah. No. I, I, I. Yeah. I, I'm saying as far as a game, you you would you would rent it. I mean, I, you, I feel like you know what mine is going to be because I hate fucking puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Incredible Machine. Definitely not a John game. For De- sure. Definitely not. Which again, we we brought that up earlier. Uh-huh. I I I think. So 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 I guess we, we kind of have that grouping as far as uh, are there any other games that's just like I don't know if I would really buy that I, I don't know if I'd play that as much some of it like like Robo Pit for me I I just haven't played you correct know? no definitely um, that I mean that, that that is a thing of initially I was going to like put that in top ten but I was like just thinking about like my child like that's the game i rented by far and away the most so it I, it needs to have some sort of shine for me because it it, it stood the test of time for me as a child so it, it, I, and like like the other game on your list that i i, I don't know if i've played tech and tag 1 specifically i don't think i've played that exact one um i've definitely played other tekken games though and i uh you know if this was one where it's like, hey, we were renting this and we're going to play it on a weekend, I could have fun with Tekken Tag Correct. Tournament. I don't understand how Tekken works well. My brain can't process Tekken properly. But if we were just going to bash on each other and have fun, I got fun with that game. Certainly. Okay. How So, realistically, realistically, like, I could see Tekken being at, like, a, a five to six-ish range. Maybe maybe a seven 
the and, but the thing is though the thing the thing I think about of why in my opinion I think like Mega Man falls down more for me in my own opinion is because it is a one person type of game sure. it is you you it, are you are more inclined to the multiplayer for correct sure. I've, I've, I mean yes no I think things are things that are true when I was a child are still still true today um what if I we guess... did this what if we did this. I'll put Incredible Machine at 10, because I realize that's probably maybe even more so than the, the me and the wrestling game, a game with basically zero appeal for you whatsoever. I dearly love it, but I certainly did as a kid, but like I'm okay having Incredible Machine. And, and, and I'm okay like with No Mercy being nine, because again, generally thinking of a list of the best, I think No Mercy, again... Just like RoboPit, like I could see either of them also being eight that's, and or that's, nine. That's what I was gonna say. Is I haven't played RoboPit, but theoretically, without having touched the game and understanding how it plays or anything like that, conceptually, I'm probably having a better time with RoboPit than I am with WWF No Mercy. I, no, I, I, and again, but I, I, I but it, you've also said, hey, maybe this game's not very actually very good, and it's maybe more of a nostalgia thing. So yeah, uh, so what would you want? Would, I, I would assume you would rather see No Mercy higher than RoboPit. I I would, but but the thing is, as far as a game to rent and you just get that bite of where uh-huh. you have enough, and it's a weekend, and you build some robots. Or it could even be an afternoon, and you have some good time. The, th- the thing is, is, I feel like if you don't just like running around and just smack, like if you don't want to play a shitty arena 3D battler where the gimmick of robots does nothing for you, mm-hmm. I think that like if you just think as far as like a brawler, No Mercy has more modes, has character creation, has that's an right. actual story, different things in it. So that's that's where I think. Overall, RoboPit would be nine, but No Mercy would be eight, in my opinion. But No Mercy does have Biker Taker. No, no, Mercy, no Mercy does have Biker Taker, which isn't great. I will say I'm fairly certain, though, you can go in and um, I think he has his old outfit in there. Oh, or you okay. can at least change okay. his outfit so that way he's not Biker Taker. That's helpful. Uh, yeah, if we, if we want to do No Mercy eight, RoboPit nine, I'm okay with that. Okay, I, I, I we'll, 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 we'll put that down for we'll, now. We'll put and a pin then, in that for and, now. And then, yeah, and then we'll, we'll, we'll see. We gotta get, gotta, gotta get some of this. Okay. Uh, we both have, the two games left on here that we have the most amount of appreciation for are Star Wars Episode One Racer and Goldeneye, of us together as a cohesive unit. So I think, realistically, that those are probably in the three and four range there. Yeah, yeah. I... I would put Goldeneye at three and Star Wars at four. I would. I'll, I'm fine with that, just because I do think Goldeneye is probably a, a bit of a better game overall than. Yeah, I, I, I very much appreciate, and it seems very weird to me that that Star Wars Episode One One Racer is going above F Zero. It's kind of it, weird to me. Well, like you don't, you don't have the experience with it, and I do think while I think F Zero is a better game than Star Wars Episode One Racer, it's not like a huge gulf you know star wars episode racer is really good it's a really fun game uh way better than it has any right to be um they were putting out a lot of good star wars games back then you're playing battle for naboo the rogue squadron spinoff i did not know Hey, that game's good the naboo starfighter is a cool ship anyway um I owned that one though, so not, okay. not eligible for I'm, my list. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to throw this out for mouthfeel, and I'm going to okay. I'm going to ask, I'm going to see how you feel about it. 
Okay. Mega Man 5, Tekken 6, F-07. Uh, I don't believe it as much as I say it, but that's that's generally what I feel like overall. Because, again, Mega Man is not a super long game. No, certainly not. But it's it a game. Is it's a, a game very, that if you were not rentable. a bad a child who is bad at Mega Man, you could certainly get through Mega Man in a weekend. No problem. A very which again, because if you think about this, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about where we were as children, you get one, maybe two games tops over a weekend, and then that's also you have to convince your siblings to get that game, sure. right? Sure. I I didn't really have that problem because my um. Uh, my two middle sisters um, were not super into video games. Like they, okay. were, they'd like to play Mario Kart and okay. Smash Bros for sure. But like beyond that, they weren't playing a ton of video games. My youngest sister, Leah, who who you know more personally, yeah. um, is uh, she like playing video games a lot. But also, I'm eight and a half years older than her, so she didn't get a lot of say. Correct. <laughs> yes. No. It's more or less you, you kind of dominated those conversations. Right. I like again, and it's trying to make this. I could, I could kick and scream and try to fight for Tekken to be higher because I do think it is slight a slight travesty that Star Wars is above Tekken. Oh. But again, for for mutual for mutual things, because again. I have a higher esteem in fighting games. This is known. Sure. People who listen to me that don't know me, I like fighting games. Street Fighter Six is good, finally. Um, it, and again, I, I feel like there's a more... like Again, Te- Tekken Tag Tournament 1 had an HD redoing. Star Wars Episode 1 has not. Uh, it, Star Wars Episode 1 did get a remaster, actually. I own it actually. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I own it. Never, I own it on the Switch. I bought it day one when it came out. Never uh, mind. So here, here's an that. here's an argument for Mega Man. Okay. So one of the things we didn't talk about as much a phenomenon with rental games. Uh, you you mentioned it a little bit is like for game for cartridge games. You don't know what save is going to be on there when you get there again. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, if it's a PlayStation, you got a memory card. You know, and that's that's fine. You yeah. No. You you, you, you have you have your own docket of of, of save and, files. And I'm, for and for a fighting game, usually not as big of a deal to have a save on there, right? Correct. No, definitely. Um, Mega Man X doesn't have you don't that you don't save the game on the cartridge. Oh, it's true. A pass, yeah. It's a password. It's all game. password. So system. if you wanted, you could write down that password, and the next time you rent that game, you got that. You can come. Oh. You can jump back right where you were. All right. Yep. Yep. You and also not not to mention that like people would write different passwords or whatever in the oh, back for, sure. that, for, for that sure. type of stuff. I yeah no you you have convinced me. I'm okay with Mega Man X at five. Okay. And here's why F Zero X should be above Tekken. <laughs> I'm okay with having Tekken at six. I, I would have, I like I said, I could have some fun with Tekken um, playing that. Is, is it is it better than F Zero? I don't know about that. It, 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 in but, your opinion, yes, uh-huh. nobody. Of course, uh-huh. again, it, it, this is this is the arguing back for. I I think again, overall, more people would have fun with with F Zero. But as far as Hey, wait a minute! I thought we were doing Tekken at six. Oh, yeah, right. I messed it. I messed it up. <laughs> so you son of a bitch! <laughs> I messed it up. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, uh, for for those of you who could not see the spreadsheet, Josh is a lying bastard and put F zero at six. F zero was already above it in the list, and so I was just moving things yeah. over sequentially 
So my brain didn't work. That but thankfully, due to my eagle eye, I was able to stop him and his tyranny. All right. Well, I'm, I'll, we're look, I'm looking at this list, John. I think I'm okay with it as is. What are you, yeah, what are you thinking? I overall am happy. Tony Hawk at one is good. Um, I, I am interested again. Because the thing is, ultimately, if it was Perfect Dark versus Goldeneye on mm. that list, I, I think I may have tried to die on a hill at getting it number two, just because Smash Bros. 1 is, is good, but just Perfect Dark 1 is just so damn good that I just feel like... Well, here's the question. If, if, do you want to cut Goldeneye off the list and put Perfect Dark in its place? Ugh. I, we we were allowed to do that because I I, I I I guess realistically I because th- th- this is the question right uh-huh. because per- perfect dark still was played and as far as my own personal list of like mm-hmm. my w- would would perfect dark supplant Smash Bros at two for you that that, that is the real question is it wouldn't for it, me still like I like Perfect Dark more than Goldeneye significantly but I still like Smash Bros more than Perfect but Dark. yeah so it, so I mean the, the thing is that realistically and again I am okay with the rare shooting game being at three mm-hmm. but I again as we stated earlier I appreciate what Super Smash Brothers is it it did like the crossover thing before really anyone else did it in an impactful way that I, I am okay with it. But, but yeah, no, because like Goldeneye is so prevalent to be at my like foundation of like shooters and what sure. have you, I could easily see like put perfect dark there, but I, I, ultimately does the list change? No, no, not, not really like of as as far as us coming together with some of our more niche takes. Uh-huh. Is it is it is it the list that's like we fucking take this shit to IGN and be like, here's our top ten, give us our ad money, bitches. No, but I I do think that if this was if this was a sequential list of we are ten, eleven, twelve, mm-hmm. one week we're getting Tony Hawk, next Super Smash Brothers, then Goldeneye, and so on and so forth. Every weekend we're playing through. I think no matter what, we we'd have we'd have a decent and enough time realistically sure. of, of playing sure. the stuff. So I will I, I I will give this my stamp of approval. Okay, we want to. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll say Perfect Dark honorary number eleven. Yeah, or honorary number three A or three B. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll run down the actual list here. Uh, Ten to one. Here we go. Honorary number eleven or three three B, whatever you want to call it. Perfect dark. What a game. Uh, number ten, the Incredible Machine for the MS, for MS DOS. Number nine, Robo Pit on the PS One. Number eight, WWF No Mercy for the Nintendo sixty four. Number seven, F Zero X for the Nintendo sixty four. Uh, number six, Tekken Tag Tournament for the PS two. Number five, Mega Man X uh, for the Super Nintendo. Number four, Star Wars Episode One Racer for the Nintendo 64. Uh, Golden Eye, number three is GoldenEye 007 for the Nintendo 64. Number two is Super Smash Bros. for the Nintendo 64. And number one, the best rental game from our childhood, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. A, a, a perfect game. It is. It is fantastic. What a game. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 is like maybe a top 20 all-time game. It is, it is phenomenal. If you it's do not so play good. it, find it's some so sort good. of emulator to play it. It's so good. 
I'm not the telling Activision, you where to get a Bobby Kotick, I'm talking to you. I've talked to you on this podcast before. We're talking <laughs> to you again. Go free Vicarious Visions from being Call of Duty support studio and put them back on that Tony Hawk 1 2, 1 plus 2 uh, remake was so incredibly good. Go make them make Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 plus 4 remake. Do it. I will pay $60 for that game. Yeah, same. Same. I might actually go to the Epic Store. Please, God. It's so good. Oh, I cannot believe that they're just working on Call of Duty content now. You've got to be Pretty kidding fun. me. Uh, also, uh, a special shout out here to the Nintendo 64 uh, at, what is this, five of the ten items in our top ten list uh, are Nintendo 64 games. So Nintendo 64, uh, I'm going to say by de facto, uh, best console to rent games for. Okay, well, okay, then I know I'll, I'll maybe I'll maybe give you some of that there, but yeah, no, but but begrudgingly, the, between that already having the built-in multi-tap function with multiple people, That's very true. good value for controllers. Uh, of of course, also the controllers, absolute nonsense, but also hey, yeah. fun colors. Yeah, there's no atomic purple PS1 controller, which is a damn shame. I think they, I think they ended up making some sort of I'm like sure, I'm sure there was like a one. third-party one. I'm, I'm no, sure. I, I I'm fairly certain that growing up I had like a a like a a like hazy crystal blue i know for sure they had that for ps2 but i don't know about ps1 but again i didn't own a ps1 ever so uh, did you ever did you ever play a ps1 without the analog stick or the oh the 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 pre before the dual shock that was yeah yeah i have actually um and it's not the control you want it is i feel like it's the inspiration for the well they're gonna do the boomerang controller for a fucking ps3 like yeah we we could have had that so you know contra blessing top 10 video game controllers maybe another episode someday Uh, (laughs) i can kidnap scott again it's fine we've we've done it john we've made another list well you've made your first list i've made my list only took us you know however long while while people watch me ramble but yeah no it was fun man had a, yeah, good time. had a good time absolutely thank really appreciate you coming in to fill in on the show uh i we do have uh uh coming up here we have our kind of one year anniversary special episode of us doing one year of this podcast so that's pretty exciting episode 26 will be that in a couple of weeks uh we're gonna uh, i'm not gonna talk in detail yet but we're gonna be doing something special we're gonna be doing a little bit different format maybe uh more lists than usual in that episode so uh you know show up for that it should be a good time relisting all the lists doing all of it over again the Uh, run back and the final thing um as is tradition john on the on the show at this point um even though scott's not here uh i have to ask you scott's question that i have to ask him normally so um is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 better or worse than the uh, early 90s movie Surf Ninjas? It, it is. It is better. Surf Ninjas is trash. I would agree with you. Um, we'll, we'll I'll have to get Scott's official read on that maybe in the next episode. So uh, thank you, John. Uh, canonically, Surf Ninjas worse than Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Thank you. Put it in stone. All right. Well, uh, that's gonna do it for this week, folks. Really appreciate you poking in to uh, listen to us argue. Um, and thank you again, John, for coming on this list. So uh, until next time, uh, I've been Scott. Or, nope, I've not been Scott. What am I doing? I've been Josh, and I have been John. You've not Scott either. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, I've forgotten the outro. 
Remember, with a little practice, you too can fuck this up. <laughs> little practice, thanks, John. A little practice, you can argue your way into a friendship. Take care, folks. Sounds good. Yeah. So when oh, why, so I didn't fuck up by the way when you want me to clap, right? Because you said at like a certain time. No, we no. just fuck it. Yo, I haven't said when we're gonna do it yet. Okay, good. That's what I thought. I wanted to make sure I have <laughs> slight stage of like like hey, hey money thought I was gonna go over to your house and like we were gonna sit like in front of your fucking fireplace and like uh, hello. Uh, this is I guess, I guess you know, we could theoretically. Um recording two people in one room is a, like a different audio proposition. Correct. But, no, um, definitely. Most definitely. Makes a little bit but cheaper. Yeah, but, no, the, but the I, mic has yeah. a setting for that, so. Yep. Um, why don't we clap on zero zero? Okay. Discord usually filters out the clap so you can't hear it. Ah. But uh I feel like I clapped well. Same. It'll definitely show up on your recording. Unless the video broadcast filters it out, that'd be a bummer. Oh no. Well, I guess we'll see. Let me go back and look at my recording here. Zoom out a little bit. Yeah, it might have. Huh, okay. Well, that's, we'll come to that problem. Across that bridge, we come to it. <laughs> I mean, do you want to try to, like, I guess, no, because we always have, have to restart the recording. Hmm. Let's do this. Um, I'll do a shorter time. And do just... you want, because, like, like, we could just, like, restart and then do it again and see if we, it does it. We don't have to um, restart. Let's just, I'm just, we're going to try a backup solution. Okay. Um, that is more vocal based. So uh, I'll pick a number and then just very briefly go, like, ah. Okay. <laughs> right as right at as that it ticks over to that. So uh, let's do that at like five. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>